Welcome to the Sneaky Dragon Listening Party with my dad and my sister Mary. Hi everyone and welcome to Sneaky Dragon Listening Party. My name is David Dedrick. And my name is Mary Dedrick. And Mary? Yes. Ho ho ho. It's Christmas time. We're celebrating Christmas on this episode. You're a little early. I'm not early at all, Mary. It's ho ho we're ho. Like Christmas 20 time. days early. We're not early at all. Okay. And you know what? I am a Christmassy fellow. You know that, right? I do know that. You're very jolly. I'm very jolly. I uh, like snowball fights. Uh-huh. And yes. I have eight reindeer. You do, for some reason. But You only I, bring it out at Christmas time, though. That's true. But... Lives in the garage the rest of the time. It's not, <laughs> not very well treated. I had the other horses at the barn. I don't know why the reindeer can't be boarded make, with would, them. Make more I, sense. I don't know. I don't know. I just like them nearby me. Yeah. But, Mary, I am not a Christmas music aficionado. Oh. You know, like, I do like a little bit of Christmas you music. You like Sophia and Stevens' Christmas albums. That's right. And then... Johnny Mathis says Christmas album. Okay, don't know it. And that's about it. Okay. So I wanted to do a Christmas show, so I thought, let's bring in an expert. So that's why I'm here. You are not an expert in oh. Christmas music, Oh, Mary. okay. Sorry. So, <laughs> but I have brought uh, our friend Sneaky Dragon's friend. Okay. I think you're going to our friend Sneaky Dragon. Our friend Sneaky Dragon. finally making an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> he knows so much about Christmas music. No, our friend David M., who's been on many, many shows and is finally coming on the listening party. Which I think is only fair because his music's been played many times on the show. So, hi, David. Can I talk now? You can talk now. Yes. All right. You don't have to pretend you're not here. <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm here. I, you know, the, the, this is exactly as I envisioned it from listening to the podcasts. Yeah. The, the sneaky dragging listen, listening party living room with the fireplace. Yeah. And mm-hmm. There's a, a, a silent dog sitting there, like by the fire. <laughs> yep. And yes. there's mugs of steaming eggnog. Yes. Well, that's because of Christmas time. Normally it's hot cocoa or Slurpees. <laughs> in the, in the, we're going to have hot cocoa in the summer. We're not animals. Well, actually, actually, the the eggnog's not hot, so I'm not sure why it's steaming. Yeah, I don't but, know what happened there. But it's very cozy looking. It, it's so, so warm in the room that yeah, it's uh, yeah yeah. yeah it, <laughs> it's not sense. just it's a, so cold in the room that the room temperature eggnog is steaming. It's not it, good. It's not just a white prison cell like box <laughs> of a room. <laughs> not at all. No. Not at all. Yeah. Well, actually, it's funny that you say that because we actually aren't in the Sneaky Dragon Stu uh, Stu Studio this week. We're Which would be a uh, very different, very different room than this, this not a white box-like room. <laughs> it's like a big room, and then you can see all the insulation in the room, and then also there's uh, very precarious piles of comics and CDs everywhere, and mm-hmm. all these towels on the ground from the mini floods. <laughs> Lots of chicken detritus. Oh, dear. You're painting such a beautiful picture of our Stu Stu studio. Well, I'm but just no, painting this a realistic week we are picture, Dad. at uh, Sneaky Dragon headquarters. This is uh, our normal place where we record Sneaky Dragon, because we drove into Vancouver to record with David, and so we brought him into the studio here. Sorry for doxing you, David. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. So, yeah. I, I have been it's doxing dream- day. It's the day after Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I've been... I've been dreaming about the penitentiary lately, so this brings it all back. 
<laughs> great. That's great. So, so I invited you to uh, put together a playlist of your favorite Christmas songs. I assume this is a selection of some of your favorite Christmas songs, not necessarily all of them. Yeah, well, there's so many of them. Uh, when I first got a CD burner back around 1999, so it was like a CD recorder. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the first things that I did was compile a CD of uh, what I call orphan Christmas songs, which are Christmas songs that were released on regular albums. Okay. So, such as uh, the the best known of these would probably be um, Two Thousand Miles" by the Pretenders. Okay. Which was originally the last track on uh, "Learning to Crawl" because mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't matter that it's a Christmas song; it's so pleasant sounding yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's there's lots of others. Uh, so I compiled those from CDs and then just sort of kept going. And eventually I, I made a, a, a set of five 74-minute CDs called Untitled Christmas Project, okay. one, one to five. <laughs> and uh, what it was was it was meant to be my favorite Christmas songs. Sure. And so it reflected my... But when you got to three, you realized you'd run out, so the final two were the songs you didn't like? No, I, I, no, I, I, I thought five would be about right, but okay. thinking about it, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and then subsequently, like, so this was the early days of uh, CD recorders. They started making the blanks in 80-minute yeah. uh, lengths. Yeah. So I redid them. I added a few songs to each of them and also expanded it to nine CDs. <laughs> and it's kind of was meant uh-huh. to be sort of definitive, but then since then I've done... Um, uh, Untitled Christmas Project number two, which was two CDs, and then uh, and that one was called um, had a subtitle of The Unseen World, okay, which is uh, from the uh, the uh, uh, Yes Virginia there is a Santa Claus thing. Oh, okay, the veil. Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, then uh, there was a a un. Untitled Christmas Project number three, which was three more CDs. Okay. That was a few years later. So wait, we're at There's, 14 CDs now? Oh, I was yeah. also keeping track in my head. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so, a lot. And they're all sitting on my shelf. And I we're think. talking about all of them today. <laughs> well, <laughs> some of the songs from those are on here, but yeah. some of these are things like like the way you get individual tracks, or the way I do, uh, generally is from iTunes. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy them. For instance, there was a, a song from the... Uh, recent flop TV series Martin Scorsese uh, executive produced or something yeah uh, that vinyl mm-hmm. there's a they had a, a in one episode they had Robert Goulet they had an actor playing Robert Goulet uh, recording a Christmas song uh. and that was available on iTunes and it was such a, a perfect you know uh, you know evoking of you know Robert Goulet doing a Christmas song an original Christmas song yeah that you know it's kind of it's kind of great anyways that's <laughs> not on these CDs I don't know why I'm talking about it <laughs> turned out it was written by Marshall Crenshaw yeah. So, yeah which I found out when I talked to him at the show cuz I hobnob with big stars <laughs> Marshall two, Crenshaw 2 years ago anyway so um, yeah, that's the kind of thing I get now. So I could actually make another probably five or six of like real favorites. Mm. So I, th- I have a lot. So th- this selection, other than a few key tracks, which, as I was saying in the vehicle on the way here, yeah. uh, 
there's a few tracks on here that would be if I was making just one. If you had to like collection. condense everything down into one disc, yeah, then there there's there's some on here that would be on there. Other than that, it's all just stuff I like and different kinds of stuff. Yeah, and yeah, all that. That's fair. Christmas. I, I like I like that it's a kind of a cross section of like it's not specifically themed. It doesn't feel like to me because like because I think you can kind of put Christmas music into like a few categories. One is like. The no- Christmas novelty song, where it's just like a goof, a goof, a real goof em up. Then you've got your religious Christmas songs, but you don't really have that on on because you're not very religious, so that's not really a part of Christmas that you. you oh, I, uh, I listen to that stuff. You do? I, okay. I listen to. I have it all in my. You know, I've got a big collect. Like I got about six hundred CDs and yeah, probably a hundred albums. Uh, of, of Christmas stuff, and I, I do. I listen to it all. Oh, okay. I mean, I listen okay. to all. Yeah, sure. I like all kinds of music. I yeah. prefer rock music to all other kinds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all good. Me too. Um, and then you could then you have like the kind of like I don't want to say it's secular Christmas music, but just sort of like the festive music that kind of either is a celebration of the year or is like about the sadness of the year. There's this kind of two sort of ways you can go with with the the Christmas song. You can either be like, "Boy, Christmas is great." Or, gee, what a depressing time of the year it is. <laughs> you know, everything's, you know, no, loved ones aren't near me or whatever. So that seems to be. So you have like a nice mix of, of like, you know, festive songs that celebrate Christmas and then also ones that are more pull back the veil and let's talk about the truth. And then also some novelty songs. And some novelty songs, yeah. Actually, the kind of novelty songs I like best are the parodies of the, the novelty songs. <laughs> for instance, like Stan Freeberg's version of uh, Nothing for Christmas, again, not on these CDs, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, is is a parody of the original version sung by a little kid. Yeah. And is 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 great. You know, I mean, the, the, the funny stuff... You know the novelty stuff; it it wears thin. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mm-hmm. like music to sound good. Christmas music to me should sound good. Yeah. So yeah. that's you know it's got to be something I can listen to uh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And not just get sick of like stop <laughs> clowning around. It, 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 this year is the thirty fourth year that uh, we've been doing uh, Christmas shows. Yes. At Christmas, no fun at Christmas. So we have a vast repertoire there. And a lot of that stuff, it's the same, uh, you know, the same issues with a repertoire for that. Like, it's we're, we're constantly adding to it. I don't know why I'm saying we. It's just me. <laughs> but, but, it's the royal we. Yeah, the royal we, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, you know, I, it, like, you don't want, you can't just do one funny thing after another. No. Uh, but We also, found that out during our uh, our novelty mix that we had to listen to a couple months ago for a uh, listening party. Well, there's still two more to come. So. It, yeah, it's, well, it makes it tough because, you know, the action, you know, the, the less funny stuff just isn't going to sound funny. At all, and then we're yeah. listening to it for yeah, yeah. Um, but but then you know like like the 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 thing that we we did earlier this year at the post Christmas show from last Christmas yeah uh, the the Good King Wenceslas show yes which was only designed to be one thing which is one version after another of the popular incomprehensible <laughs> Christmas classic Good King Wenceslas yes so we actually there was twenty nine versions let me just one, let me just say. This is not like different like musical versions of Good King Wenceslas. You you are doing 
different lyrical versions of Good King Wenceslas and well, different and sort, of, ta- no, and sort the, of takes the, on the, it. You don't want to spoil it. The, there, there is a, 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 a trick to it. Yeah. It's not just, you know, Good King Wenceslas. <laughs> okay, that's one. <laughs> it's not like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, again, I was, I was very surprised how well it worked. I thought it was good, but, you know, what I think and what people think usually. <laughs> sure. But but it, it did. It so, so this year it's expanded to 35. There's, okay. There's more. So the last one was 45 minutes long. Uh, it was when about we, 42 minutes. 42 so this minutes. one is still going to be under under uh, 50 minutes. Okay. And I think that's probably as far as you want to go. But also, <laughs> but but the thing is, uh, the Good King Wenceslas show does explore everything to do with Good King Wenceslas. And it goes beyond that yeah, as well. I think but, it's. But at it's, the end of that, I would call it Good King Wenceslas fanfic. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. In your in your world, uh, that that yeah, I, I it's more like a a, a psychic autopsy of of, uh, of Good King Wenceslas. Like every aspect of it gets you know yeah gets oh I know pulled apart. I was there. Stuff. So, yeah. So but but you know it. Uh, so yeah. So uh, the there, there's so far there's six. No fun at Christmas shows in uh, in this year. Do you plan to do uh, K Dub each one? Uh, every well, the, uh, the Good King Wenceslas show I I view as a collaboration between me and Dave Dedrick of Sneaky Dragon <laughs> Podcast <laughs> right. fame. Who's that? So you have to be there for it. Okay, like there there isn't there's no handing off your part. And again, your part in it was basically the numbers guy. Yeah, you were keeping track of how many, but it, you you took it and expanded it the the role well beyond yes. just that the numbers guy thing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so if you're there, then we're gonna do it, and All if right. you're not, then we're not gonna. Do okay, it. I'll have to bear that in mind. Yeah. So well, let's start. Let's start with a song then. Let's start with uh, your first choice. So we'll we'll play. Uh, this is a song I like a lot too, so I'm really happy that this is the first song on the CD. This is uh, the Beatles. The Beatles, I guess, only Christmas song, really. Uh, no, there's a uh, there's a few on the Christmas. Uh, their Christmas. They, they did a, a Christmas release for their fan club. That's right. On a flexi disc yeah. every year, and uh, they started becoming musical and not just you know. Thank you for the jelly babies, kind of, <laughs> kind of stuff, uh, because they're creative guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's a couple that have a lot of there's little oh, bitty that's songs. Right. Yeah, them. you're right. You're right. But this is the only real full song. Yeah. And uh, I, I've actually got a, a, a the album on a. They put it out as a series of uh, uh, singles a couple of years ago. Yep, I have that as Three, well. Yeah, well, you have it because I gave it to you for Christmas and you gave it to me for Christmas. <laughs> In fact, I think you got mine and I got yours. <laughs> Anyways, um, so but but uh, uh, there is a six-minute full-length version of it that's on uh, the uh, Yellow Dog bootleg of mm. the uh, Christmas yeah. album. That's that's quite good. They could have released that. It's, yeah, it's quite good. It's it's fun and stuff. You like the song, uh, but I, I want to point out this this recording comes from the Free as Bird 
CD single. It was a bonus track on there. And this is where the whole Beatle remix bullshit started. <laughs> I say bullshit with affection because actually, yeah, I like the love thing, you know, for what it is. Yeah. And I like all this. They're doing all this remixing. It's not necessary, but, you know, whatever. It's a, a way to sell more stuff, I guess. But uh, I get people excited about This is a remix, though. Mm. It's not the original version. It is a remixed version that segues into uh, uh, something from another <laughs> part of one of the Christmas uh, yeah. things, John Lennon's uh, yeah. bit there. And it's well, long enough that you get each of the four Beatles doing their little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's great. And it has that... Uh, that ominous, you, you can really hear it on this, the uh, ominous piano thing. <laughs> that No one does this stuff anymore. They just, oh, I'll do something, make a sound on the synthesizer or something. They're like, how do we make this interesting? And they're like, okay, let's have no bass and I'll just do the ominous <laughs> piano thing. Yeah. Yeah, good idea, Paul. Okay. <laughs> and then, so that's what you get. So it, so, it sounds great. Yeah. You know? yeah. Should we listen to the song now? Sure. Let's listen to it, and then we'll, no, we can... let's we can. just keep describing it. Eventually, <laughs> it will be as if we listen to it. It's like reading a book about a song. Yeah, yeah. It's really exciting. All right. And what year was this um, song released, David? It was released in 1967. Okay. All right. So let's, let's listen it. to it. It's a Blanzy remix. Page 444. Here, I'd just like to wish you everything you wish yourselves for Christmas. This is John Lennon saying on behalf of the Beatles, have a very happy Christmas and a good new year. George Harrison speaking. I'd like to take this opportunity of wishing a very Merry Christmas listeners everywhere. This is Ringo Starr and I'd just like to say Merry Christmas and a really Happy New Year to all listeners.
Christmas tangs hold and your bonny clavers through, I'll be bristling to you people. All the best from me to you. When the beastie drag on mutton to the hill in Little End, I'll be strutting out my tether to your arms once back again. Okay, so that was the Beatles and uh, Christmas Time is Here Again, which I do love this song very much, but I, my one criticism of it would be that it's kind of, it feels sort of half-baked as if they got to a certain point and they're just kind of like, meh, good enough. Yeah. Should we have like a bridge? Nah. I Some verses? I do, eh. I do feel like, I felt like the song was fine, Yeah. but I feel like it's better for people who are more nostalgic about the Beatles than I am. Okay. Like, Beatles are fine. They're good. They make good songs, but I don't have, like, a big emotional attachment to them, like Dad does, and I imagine David does as well, right? Um, We're hearing, like, at the end when you get to hear them all say their names, it's like, whoa, it's them! (laughs) Like, for me, I was like, all right, like, where's the next song? You know? I didn't really care that much, but that's... Well, the the song part of it is actually longer on this 90s remix version than it is on the original uh, Christmas Time is Here Again uh, flexi-disc single from uh, from 1967, where it just sort of keeps popping up in the middle of all these other things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But this puts it together so that you hear each of the four Beatles yeah. before it goes to part of a message from, I guess, 64, uh, and then the John Lennon thing at the very end. So it, because it came on the CD single of, uh, of uh, Free as a Bird, mm. that, you know, which is you know, putting the four Beatles together one more time, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, there is, a, you know, of course it's going to be a nostalgia thing. That's what it's doing on there. So. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, for me, that's all that Christmas music is about, Yeah. personally. Yeah. So I'm not, no no shade on Beatles being, or this being about nostalgia. Yeah, Just, it's, uh, uh, and the other thing about, about it is like John Lennon's little bit at the end where he does that cod Gaelic uh, Christmas thing. It so reminds me, like, when I met, when I met uh, Mary's mom, Lisa, um, she had an Uncle Murdo who was, he was a very Scottish person. And yes. Whenever we had like a meal together, particularly like Christmas time or whatever, he would do us. He would do a Gaelic, uh, great. He would say grace in in, in the Gaelic grace, mm-hmm. and it was like it felt like a half an hour <laughs> of someone saying this indecipherable. You can like stuff. see the food. He could have just been cold. making it up. He could have just been making it up. We didn't know it, right? So he's just kind of no. like this. It was just like what John Lennon was doing, which was just making it up, but it sounded so authentic. It just in the way he approached it, it was really quite good. So I have to full marks for that performance as well. Full really marks great. for that very specific experience I, the dad has had and no one but else. But I think had. other people would would have will have experienced having an, an uncle or someone in their family who you know insisted on doing something in it. They you know that's uh, anyway. That's maybe just specific. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> all right, the Beatles are great. We all agree on that. Right, I, uh, I if people want to hear more about the Beatles. Uh, I don't know where you can find that out because they're a really niche band. Oh, yeah. People here probably haven't heard anything about them. Dad definitely didn't do a whole other podcast about them called Completely Beatles that you can find info about on our website. Yeah. That didn't happen. I don't think we really covered the Christmas releases on that, that episode. I mean, that's a good that's a good excuse to do one more episode of mm. Completely Beatles. Yes. Well, I think you talked about that at the time. We did? I have no memory of the show now. Well, <laughs> well there's a whole bunch of stuff you left out, so... 
maybe next year, like they're gonna redo the uh, the let it let be. it be. Yeah, that's very or, exciting. You know, I hope it. Well, that's. That's all just nostalgia, anyways. (laughs) No, it's not. Not negative. (laughs) Um, Just you wait. (laughs) You're going to be nostalgic for, I don't know. Oh, I'm already nostalgic for everything. I never talked about this on the way over. (laughs) Um, No, I was going to say one more thing about, oh, those those, uh, little EPs that came out for the Free as Bird and Real Love and stuff. The other thing I loved in those was that remix of Yellow Submarine. Where they, I think they added like more they, sound effects and stuff too. Well, that's how they played. They played it on the radio that way. There oh, was, okay. It was the mono mix or something. Oh, I so see. So it had the full. I, I don't know when it it started being the thing that the in the last verse the uh, the you know a life of ease started you know <laughs> cut, fading in. You know, it's it's like oh shit, we forgot to turn it up. <laughs> and then they just left it that way. So yeah, that that is that is that is how I remember. Oh, okay, okay. In my nostalgic. <laughs> okay, well let's let's move on then. Let's move on to a different artist, and this is a uh, Mindy Smith with the song "Santa Will Find You." And you mentioned to me on the way here that the Beatles song and this song were two songs that you would put on your condensed. What I really love, yeah, for 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 modern original Christmas songs, uh, this is uh, this is one of the best. It's worthy of uh, you know. Everybody and their dog doing it on their Christmas albums, but it, it won't be as charming as her version. Like her version is really, uh, uh, you know, well performed. It's a real performance. You know, she goes from little to biggish. Uh, very good. It's very good. It's very okay. Good. Well, let's listen to it, and then we can talk about it. Uh, what on what the year side. is this one from? This would be. I should have brought all the CDs with me. Uh, <laughs> but it would be around uh, 2009. Okay. okay. Generally. Roughly. Roughly. 2009-ish. Could you look it up on your device? I could, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So let's, let's give it a listen. If you're far away on this holiday and you're dreaming If you're worried at all that you may be forgotten, you should know that you aren't alone. Cause you're there and you're shining bright like a beacon, bright as a northern star. So don't So don't worry 
So that was Mindy Smith with Santa Will Find You. That is a lovely song. It she is. She has a great voice. It's very nice. And I also thought it was very Christmassy. Yes. So I want to say something quickly, which is that I made my notes um, based on, one, whether I liked the song or not. Yeah. And then, two, based on how Christmassy I thought it was. Oh, okay. Because some Christmas songs, I find, are very Christmassy. Yeah. And some are not very Christmassy. So, for instance, um, Silver Bells. Is that Christmassy? Yes. Because people shopping. Yep. It's a song about shopping. What? And, and yet it comes from the... Oops. <laughs> and yet it comes from the uh, the movie The Lemon Drop Kid, the uh, um, Bob Hope Is that, movie. Uh, is that a Damien Runyon story that they yeah. converted? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which or adapted, is, I should say. Converted. It's mostly set at Christmas, though the first... 20 minutes or so is is definitely not but it, it's sort of just thrown in there oh, okay. they're out on the street uh, with the bells collecting money or pretending to collect money and they sing the song so mm-hmm. that's where it comes from i mean it's ah. become part of our cultural lexicon around yeah. christmas right? yeah like it's something that you hear all the time at christmas time well it definitely right? is played a lot now because with kind of pressure against having songs that have too much religious content right you know it's one that can be yeah. played and it's it's evocative of the season without actually having yes speaking of yes david i want to say thank you so much for not having any michael buble or having mariah carey's uh christmas <laughs> song on here because i worked at michael's over christmas one year and that's all they play there because it's michael's yeah all they play is michael buble and that song by mariah carey that christmas song you know the one um, all i want for christmas is you oh i want for yeah. everyone knows it everyone knows mariah carey's version of it it's awful <laughs> They played it 40 times a day, and it was the worst. Yeah, well, covers of that are worse than the original. The original at least sort of sounds all right. You know, if you must listen to it, that's the one to listen to. But I, If you were being forced to. No, well, you know, at the Harbor Center, they play the Stingray Christmas music channel uh, as soon as it comes on. Yeah. yeah. And it... it they, there used to be multiple channels on, on the Stingray music server that Shaw Cable provides. <clears throat> the, there was a sort of jazz station, a classics station, uh, sort of a rock and roll station, but now there's just one. There's a French, you know, yeah. FET. Whatever. Stingray Plus. Yeah, that's <laughs> half, only half French, but it's very middle of the road. Yeah. But but the one channel they have is a lot more middle of the road and religious <laughs> than, uh, than I... 
then my taste runs, but I still enjoy it. You know, I still like the, the basic stuff. And, yeah. you know, Ferrante and Teicher playing a piano <laughs> instrumental of, you know, God rest you, merry gentlemen or something. Yeah. You know, whatever, you know, it's a, it's a, 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 the Christmas music thing is a repertoire, just like the rock music thing mm. or the, you know, Great American Songbook. It, it's all, it's a repertoire. Yeah. And, and, you know, anyone who adds to it, like uh, Santa Will Find You, I think uh, could, uh, no cover of it is going to be as, as charming as her version. Did she write it? She did write it. Okay, yeah. And, it's a and, uh, I mean, she's great. This mm-hmm. Casey Musgraves, who is now popular, I guess, <laughs> uh, she actually uses some of Mindy Smith's previous collaborators because okay. I guess she's, you know, younger, newer. I yeah, know. yeah. But Mindy Smith's still going, and uh, she's she's uh, tr- absolutely terrific. Uh, not just her Christmas stuff, um, uh, but yeah, Santa will find you. It sounds ominous, <laughs> and the way she does it is very charming. But it also keeps that ominous quality, yeah, uh, just just a little bit, you know. Um, hmm. uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's a, a great performance and i think the song is great i've recommended it to my at least one of my local uh musical uh, friends musical friends that they should do it i don't think she does <laughs> she should she should yes <laughs> that's a very good song yeah i loved it i loved it uh, thank you for introducing that song to me because like i say i i do like christmas music but i'm not it's not something i seek out and i find out you know and like mary said a lot of it's kind of a drag to listen to on the radio so it's hard to like sit through the dross to get to some some nuggets, you know. So I like yeah. when people send me uh, uh, Christmas music, or in this case, you also have sent me Christmas music in a way. So I prefer that as a way to like discover songs that I that that are good. Well, my my own group, which is called No Fun, yes. Uh, in 2015, we put out a 10 CD box set that came in a baggie. <laughs> uh, but we also, at Christmas that year, we put out an, an eight CD Christmas box set called the Fezziwig Files. Yes. Which, uh, because Fezziwig is the key figure in uh, uh, Dickens' story, A Christmas Carol. He's the key figure. He is the key figure. More yes. key than Scrooge. Oh, yes. Well, c- because he's Scrooge the, is the protagonist. Yeah. But, but Fezziwig the, is the exemplar he, of what Christmas should be. And also what can happen to you. Because he, he goes down. He never comes back. He, yeah. he doesn't come back at the end to say, Hey, Scrooge, thanks for the loan of to get me back on my feet again yeah. and run in a, a factory that everyone's happy at. Yeah. You know, like he, he is the interesting character out of all of them. The yeah. rest of them are just sort of in there to serve the plot. Yeah. But Fezziwig represents something like Scrooge's fall. And what he should have been compared to what he becomes. Uh, Where he destroys Fezziwig. He does. Yeah. He does. And he never goes back to fix that. It's kind of like, you know, Mr. Potter gets away with it to, to, <laughs> at the end of uh, It's a Wonderful yeah. Life. Yeah. You know. It's a kind of dark part of Christmas. Like, those, they do re- the thing about Christmas, when I mean, you say like it has an ominous element to it, is that Christmas is, you know, it reflects life, which has an ominous and joyous part to it you know christmas should be a bit dark <laughs> yeah you know yeah. it's happy because you get together but also you know there there's there's darkness and death mm-hmm. and 
misery mm. in there. The <laughs> days are short. You have to properly. visit grandma, <laughs> dad's mom, which is always a rough time of year. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm basically, you know, I was always Mr. Christmas and I still am. But now, geez, a few of my Christmases lately, I've been by myself. Yeah. Like totally. And yet it still seems like Christmas, mm. you know, like yeah. how, do, how is that happening? <laughs> like, like what? No gifts, no nothing. I'm postponing the turkey till people show up maybe in the future. Like yeah. what, what is this? And yet works every time. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah, the, the, you know, the, the obsessively happy thing uh, in any aspect of life is so off-putting, you know, <laughs> like it's not just unrealistic. It's, yeah. it means you can't enjoy what's actually good. And uh, yeah, Chris, Christmas is very useful for, for uh, uh, you know, uh, as a prism to, to look at life through. As uh, Vincent the Robot quotes in uh, The Black Hole, endless sunshine makes a desert. Hmm. You know, Before so. getting squashed by the gravitational pull of the black hole. <laughs> well, that's like, an unfortunate side effect. Yeah. Well, that movie also has an ominous undertone. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the good thing about it. The bad thing is you pay to see it when it comes out and you're like, what? <laughs> I, paid, I paid to see it when it came out. I actually enjoyed it, but I was in grade eight, so perhaps I was less uh, less choosy. Okay, so let's 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 move on to a movie or a movie, a song that um, that kind of represents um, I guess a, a celebration of Christmas, celebration of family and Christmas. And fatness. And fatness with <laughs> Christmas with, with Fat Aunt Bet by Andrea Perry. So let's listen to this song and then we'll come back and talk about Andrea Perry. And, and I looked it up and the song was from 2002. Oh, thanks, Mayor. Well, no worries. It, it, you're you're it, on it. it. This is from a compilation CD, a, a double compilation CD that uh, uh, came out. It, it was for a... a Ho, 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 Spice, a hospice awareness and benefit project. That's it. <laughs> there you go. 2002. Yeah, there's some real good stuff on that and its siblings. Interesting. Okay, so let's give a listen to this song. Of Uncle Mac and Fat and Beth 
Hawkins over the hills They listen to some holiday strolls And then at last they say goodnight Shadow blue white snow Sky of charcoal gray The icicles flash and the fires glow It's almost Christmas Day It's almost Christmas Day It's almost Christmas Day It's almost Christmas Day Okay, we're back again. So, uh, yeah, this song, yeah, I guess you're right. It does sort of celebrate uh, fatness. Mm-hmm. It has some, I think it mentioned someone's butt crack. Yep. Well, plumber's crack. <laughs> plumber's crack. I wasn't listening to the lyrics very closely. Yeah. Well, you got to listen to the lyrics. You got to listen. They, they come at you real fast, but she's she's got them all in place there. <laughs> <laughs> None out of order. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. It's, it's all there. Yeah. It's, I thought the song was super fun. It is fun, yeah. I it's, liked it. And it's there's sadness in it, too. Little, and it's stuck little, in my head. Little sadness things, yeah. And it's peppy. And it's an original, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, is, which is nice, for sure. No one's going to cover that, though. It's too, <laughs> like, she, she nailed nailed it. There's no need for another interpretation of it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do a slow minor key version or anything. No one's going to do that. So. <laughs> and it's pretty spe- it feels like a pretty specific experience as well mm-hmm. so yeah specific is always good mm-hmm. you, you know the more specific the more people are gonna it is it's I, I, ironic that it's like that but the more specific you get the more relatable it becomes you know people don't have to understand every single little detail no but you're right to the general experience is not that meaningful but the specific elements of anyone's christmas i mean that's the important part to them are the spe- specific family parts of christmas i think that um you know that's what makes christmas for you is and that's your memories of it you know and the gen the kind of the shared element of it is important but yeah it's those specific little memories that really give it the the meaning right mayor yes so here's a specific christmas memory this would be from 2001 okay christmas okay it's christmas eve my uh, girlfriend who later became my wife uh uh, uh ola uh, Polish uh, Polish people do Christmas on Christmas Eve. Okay. Right? It's, uh, you know, the Catholic thing. Mm. Um, so we were supposed to meet her dad, who passed away earlier this year. Uh, he wasn't much older than me, actually. So it was, you know, but he, you know, had, had health issues. It sounds, some, like, it sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. So, some of his own devising. So, <laughs> uh, anyways... Uh, so this was our first Christmas together, and we. Uh, she wanted her, her dad wanted her to go to a Polish Christmas party. So we met him someplace. I don't know at a girlfriend's place or something. One of his girlfriends, and he was already drunk when he got in the car. And then uh, we go to this other place where the thing is happening, and there's this real super tension in the air because. Uh, she wants it to be good, and he is drunk already. So we go there, and it's a very pleasant evening with some people who aren't as drunk as, as him. But he's he's drunk, and uh, yeah. eventually it becomes, you know, we're okay, we've been here long enough. Uh, when we got there, it was clear that they weren't expecting us. Uh-uh. This is another girlfriend of his, I think. I, I wasn't sure what was what was happening other than he was drunk and the evening was out of control. And I'm, you know, I always like a thing like that, you know, like, like, you know, now this is happening is, is my, uh, is just a mode I go into uh, really often. Bless you. Thank you. Um, 
so uh, yeah so okay so we get there and they're not expecting us and there's almost no one there but other people are coming so eventually other people do come and they're opening gifts and stuff and it, it, it was otherwise pleasant but very tense because of the family relationship and we go and Ola's quite upset she doesn't upset easily but she was because of the tension mm. like when we finally got out of there then there was some release and stuff so to me, that's a really good Christmas uh, <laughs> story because it, it's it's very dark, and yet uh, there was a flavor to it that you just don't get in a happy gathering of happy, well-adjusted, healthy people. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, uh, it, you know, er, everything is you know Christmas absorbs everything into itself. Mm. Uh, it has that quality. So if you hate Christmas for instance, you're just participating in the fun of Christmas. Because part of it is that some people hate it. <laughs> right. And some people get overly emotional and sad at Christmas. That's part of it, too, you know, because yeah. they do. Sometimes they recover from it and start enjoying it again. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. So, you Sometimes know. I write a song about it. it, it <laughs> well, you know, I, I, over the years, you know, this is like 30, 34 years of doing Christmas stuff. And I was into Christmas well before that. Never on a religious basis. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's got to be something about it that it I, that draws me to it. And I think that's what it is, is that uh, um, it's endlessly... Um, absorbing things into itself. It's endlessly growing and changing and expanding and contracting. And yeah. it's happy and it's sad. And <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Next song. <laughs> I mean, Mary, before we move on, I just want to ask you. Yes. So on your scale, uh -huh. how did this rate as a Christmas song? I said kind of Christmassy. Kind of Christmassy? A little Christmassy. Okay. Yeah. So you felt it was more like a family get-together than a Christmas get-together? Yes. Could okay. be Thanksgiving, sure. Yeah, it could be. Like, I didn't think I didn't think that there was anything about it that, like, I feel like, I think for me, the way that I thought about it is, if I heard this song out of context, yeah. would I say, oh, this is a Christmas song? Okay. This one, I don't think so. I don't think I would do that. The, the keyboard does play the joy to the world motif between uh, verse and bridge. I missed that. Yeah. And I only if you listen, listen to the, the words more, the, especially twice. the sad bits that she sneaks in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, you wouldn't get that at Easter or Thanksgiving. Just right. Christmas. Because Christmas is better. <laughs> Suck at Easter and I mean, Easter is a pretty sad holiday. Sure is, especially when you do Lent. Well, Lent. No, then it's happy. Oh, Lent is over. Yeah, that's true. No, I was gonna. Well, no, it's well, it's sad on the Friday, Easter. Oh yeah. Good Friday is a sad day. <laughs> it was a sad day. You're right. All right. So David said next song. Yes, which is which is Cornish Wassailing by Kate Rusby. So let's give this a listen, everyone, and try to figure out what Cornish Wassailing would possibly be. Here we go. Sitting by the fire 
This was my guess on what Cornish wassailing was, because when I looked at the word, I realized that what it actually was referring to is a Cornish game hen that was on a boat. It was sailing. Close? Am I close she, to what she, it's about? She's from Yorkshire. She's from Yorkshire? Kate yeah. Resby is from Yorkshire? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I can imagine that she talks to Mr. Harriet, the vet. I don't know. <laughs> James Harriet. She yeah. might. Yeah. Probably not. Isn't he dead? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't ruin your fun. Uh, <laughs> well, it's Christmas. <laughs> so, so what do you like about this song so much? Well, I, I like uh, Kate Rusby quite a bit. She's actually got four Christmas albums. That's that's a track what? from yeah four. That's a track from uh, five. The third. she released one this year. This year, what's the one this Holly year? Head. Okay, then a fifth one. That that I found out about the last one two years ago. Uh, there's a song on the other that we'll cover in the next show uh, that is from the, mo- the mo- more, most recent one other than this Hollyhead that you're talking about that I never heard of. And I heard <laughs> just about came it, out this year. <laughs> I just Yeah, it's probably going to be on iTunes. That's how I got the last two. Like, I couldn't order the CDs. Oh, okay. But uh, I could order them and burn CDs of them because that's what I do with iTunes, burn <laughs> CDs of them. Uh, but, but, yeah, uh, she has a unique style – uh, uh, it's a Yorkshire style. Okay. The horns and stuff are a thing that she uses quite a bit. It's almost like a Salvation Army band kind mm, of sound, mm, yeah. but very sophisticated, very similar to um, Kate Bush in that it's a family project, like her family plays on it. Okay. And, but she's been around a long time, like she's and like doing sort of folky mm-hmm. stuff, uh, but she's on a different level from, you know, a lot of others and the the christmas stuff the arrangements on them are are very uh, entertaining and fun and it's also fun sometimes looking at the title like like you can listen to something and go well she's doing 
such and such, and then you look at the title and it has nothing to do with the Christmas song that she's doing an arrangement of. Yeah. Because it's such a radical rearrangement that it's practically an original. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. So I could have picked any number of songs <laughs> uh, uh, that that she does that are like this, very uh, very sophisticated and fun, folky yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I just want to briefly say, after yeah. looking at her uh, Christmas albums, this is her the second song that she did about wassailing. And what is wassailing? What what is wassailing? Well, there's ac- it's actually two things. Oh, okay. Sort of. Yeah. So one is um, a hot cider. Okay. Uh, it's like a medieval tradition. Sure. And then the other thing is uh, like door to door caroling. Oh, which so, I I have done. I have wassailed then. Yeah. So as a teenager, uh, I wassailed. The first wassailing song that she did was a cover of "Here We Come a Wassailing." On her first Christmas album, sure, okay. real good, too. Uh, which is a traditional English Christmas carol and New Year song, yeah. dating from at least the mid nineteenth century. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's a carol. So, wassailing is singing carols door to door, wishing good health. But it's also, yeah, this cider, this hot cider that they would. Um, so it's like visiting. You visit. You go to orchards. Yeah. In cider producing times, and they're like, "Hope your cider goes well." And well, then also drink huh. it. There's enough uh, ambiguity and confusion around the whole idea of wassail, wassailing. What is it? Yeah. You know, yeah. What what is Ooh. its meaning? It's Sorry, it's also apparently people going door to door singing and offering a drink from the wassail bowl in exchange for gifts. Oh, okay. Well, see, that's, Lots you, of things. You may recall that... There's usually a little Melmac bowl on the stage at No Fun at Christmas shows with a little sign saying wassail bowl. Yeah. Because people are, are pretty gullible about the whole idea of wassailing. <laughs> I figure they'll go for it. And at least it gives them something, some meaning to hang on the whole idea of wassailing. It, yeah. I'm vague on it myself. Yeah. Okay. You know? Interesting. Um, my feeling about this song is that I liked it a lot, but I think it's kind of long, like, Five minutes is a long time for me to hear about about someone wassailing. Especially since the first time I listened to the song, I had no idea what it was. Yeah. I think halfway through the song, the first time I heard it, I loudly exclaimed to my boyfriend, what is wassail? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, well, I mean, I think it's a complaint I have about a lot of modern music, which is that people really want to stretch out. It's almost like they're afraid that they won't think of another song. So like, well, maybe we'll take this song that could be two and a half minutes and we'll make it five minutes. And that way we'll fill out the album with less songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, length of songs is, is an issue. Too short can be a problem. Yeah. There, there's usually a right length for a song if, you know, like Autumn Almanac by the Kinks is the right length. For sure. There's a lot of incident in that song. Yeah. It will get performed at at least one of the Christmas shows cool. so you can hear it because it will be in the fall when it happens. Yeah. Uh, well, I know it very that's well. That's a funny thing about but about you're the Christmas. you played it for me for the first time I ever heard it was you played it for me. Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, uh, it's it was on that golden hour of the king. That's right, twenty songs. That's on, right on an LP, and uh, it really you know there's all this great stuff on there, but that one in particular is like so much happens in it, <laughs> yes. and and it's so funny and and you know and good. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So that song is. You know, whatever two and a half minutes, maybe, sure, and sure. yet all this stuff happens in it. So a song should be as long as a song should be. It shouldn't just uh, repeat and stuff. But then there's also a sens- sensual pleasure in the music itself. Yeah, I think it get. I, I think that quality of music with popular music is 
mostly lost these days or lost a lot like like to hear music on a good music system yeah at a good volume and you can hear everything there is a sensual quality to it that is lost if you're just listening on earbuds or something or listening to a, a download just you just or on a little speaker or something uh, uh for some reason best buy sent me one of them Bluetooth speakers. Okay. Just out of the blue. Huh. Here you go. And recently they sent me a $75 gift card. I'm not sure why they're doing this. But <laughs> one I, of us. Keep it up. One of us. <laughs> but okay, so so I got this and it sounds okay for a little tiny speaker that's sitting on the on the thing, but yeah. it, it but it's just mono. Like for instance, I, I played a, a a stereo no fun track that has out of phase information yeah. in it and you couldn't hear it. So oh. it's like, well, what what is the point of this? Yeah, really. You know, so, I didn't even realize they were mono. That's terrible. Yeah. So, so it's only playing one channel. Yeah, but you can get a second one and uh, make it stereo. That's why they send it to you. Yeah, but but I mean, that's how much they care, though. P- P- I see people walking around with their one little speaker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Lynn does this. She has carries it around with her. And it's just one little speaker. If anything is stereo with out of phase information recorded <laughs> in it, it's you're not going to hear it. Yeah. Uh, so, so you know, when you hear music like sounding good and filling the air of the room, you know, yeah. there is a, a quality to it. I, I would recommend listening to Cornish Wassailing loud on a, a good music okay. system. And then that's why it's that length. Okay. Because it has that that uh, quality to it. Okay. Um, maybe, I, yeah, maybe I just didn't hear it in the right uh, context, I guess. So we're no. a pretty song. You thought it was pretty? Mm-hmm. How about Christmas? How do you rate it for Christmas the content? The most Christmas so far. It's the most Christmas the so far. The highest Christmas content, I thought. <laughs> uh, are you rating them like 1 out of 10 or I mean, 10 nope. out of 10 or anything? No, I'm just... rating them pretty, kind of, very, <laughs> not very, okay. not. You know, it goes right. like that. It's well, if those people showed up at your door wassailing, you'd yeah. give them a couple of bucks. Sure. Or yeah. at least some figgy pudding, Well, they... which I keep on hand. For carolers. <laughs> you, you have to wait for them to yell for it. Yeah. You know, they have to we start yelling. We won't go until we get some. That's right. You, 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 you wait till then. That's the point where you give them the figgy pudding. Make them work for it. There's a good uh, There's a good bit in a um, uh, Christmas, a Phineas and Ferb Christmas special. Yeah. Where carolers come to Dr. Doofenshmirtz's door and refuse to leave until he gives them any figgy, figgy pudding. Which for him is good because he didn't hate Christmas before then, but now he has an excuse to be evil on Christmas because now he hates it because of these carolers. (laughs) But then he finds some figgy pudding in his... And it's covered. So he's like, oh, I'm sorry about all that. Here you go. And leave. <laughs> Incidentally, I, I just picked up uh, uh, at uh, High Life on uh, in the used bin at High Life. They, they just put out their uh, uh, Christmas stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they had a, a CD. It's a Warner compilation from around 1989, maybe 88. So it's like promoting, you know, a lot of really terrible uh, Christmas music, like the, the sort of Christmas early rap and stuff, uh, 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 and and Christmas middle of the road jazz kind of stuff. But then a few things pop up that are interesting, especially there's some uh, 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 station ID stuff, like uh, uh, Nelson Wilbury, which I guess is Jeff Lynn, uh, you know, says, you know, 
Merry Christmas, everyone from Traveling Wilburys. I'm Nelson Wilbury. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Pee Wee Herman pops up and uh, he, he sings uh, and he's doing his Christmas special. That's what he's promoting. Yeah. Uh, so he does his that that he did on his TV show. So he does he sings a little medley, just a few lines of a few songs and laughs and stuff. Yeah. And then he does a, a, a you know don't drink and drive duh like that. <laughs> but the best one is he he says uh, uh, he does it as Pee Wee Wilbury. <laughs> Which means he listened to the other stuff, and then he's he's like poking fun at the whole idea. So I, I was very pleased to get that for five bucks. I'll tell you, that's great. That's fantastic. All right, let's uh, let's wa- let's walk along to the next song. Let's wassail along. Let's wassail along. Thing. Let's go to the next house and and screech outside their door, <laughs> slightly out of tune, singing Christmas carols that you didn't realize how long they were until you open up <laughs> how the, many the, verses the lyric does sheet have? and you're like, "How long is Hark the Herald Angels? Nine verses." <laughs> I'm already. I can't sing already. Well, that's probably why, because you have to wait for the person to come to the door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> One minute, you know, Hark the Herald Angels sing, you know, you're finished and they're not there, so what do we do? Oh dear, it's long, it's really long. All right, let's listen to uh, this is Lyle Lovett from The Road to Ensenada. I believe this is a song on that album called Christmas Morning. What year is that album from Dad? Oh, I'm gonna guess 1998. Okay, I'll look it up. I don't know if that's true. While we listen to the song, it came out after I Love Everybody. What's sure. your guess, David? Sure. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. All right. Uh, well, we'll come back with the, with the truth. Let's listen to the song now, everyone. Here's Lyle Lovett.
So that was Lyle Lovett with uh, Christmas Morning as the song. I, it, okay, I know it says it has Christmas in it. It's kind of like Die Hard, though. It's like, is it really a Christmas movie? Is this really a Christmas song? Yeah. Well, this this is one of the or- Christmas orphan songs that I was sure, talking about. Yeah. This is an album track. Happens to be called Christmas Morning, and it does end on Christmas Day. Yes, that's uh, true. But it has a unique quality to it, which most of Lyle Lovett's best stuff for me has this sort of otherworldly quality like he's kind of uh, uh, on a different level from most humans or something <laughs> um but but uh, yeah th- this is actually a song that uh, that i've done like played live and it, it's different the way i do it this is very uh, you know sophisticated musicianship and yeah and stuff um, um and and sort of hushed there's a hushed quality to mm-hmm. it and a lot of regret and uh you know in there but it does end on christmas morning and uh, you know the 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 end is uh, very droll mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? and it's well of course in the kind of I don't want to call it prurient, but the curious, of course, will, you know, his marriage to Julia Roberts had come to a crashing halt before this album was, came I, out. No, I think it was ongoing. Well, at the time he was doing the album, because uh, there is there is stuff in there about yeah. her. Uh, and yeah, it, was, it yeah. was going on at the time. But it's just interesting, the, the part about the marriage... And she says, you know, she says, I will. And hey, what did she mean by that? Yeah. <laughs> and it sticks out yeah. in your oh, mind because yeah. you're like, yeah. well, that, what was he, is he writing about his, is he writing about his marriage or does he just write, is he a, an artist who maybe doesn't explore his life that openly? And this could just be like, a, like a Randy Newman-esque narrator of a song that's not necessarily him. You know, it's hard to know. It's hard to know how he, I don't know how he writes, so I don't know. He's an interesting guy. He seems For sure. like a laconic cattle rustler or, <laughs> or something and yet he's this you know sophisticated uh, guy yeah, who yeah. Uh, julia roberts marries for a little while hmm. I, you know the, the guys like that should you know he should have known that he was you know even though he's lyle lovett that's still he, he it's but it seemed like a good idea at the time I'm sure and i mean you, you just you don't pass up the opportunity sure you know? 
It'll be a wild ride, and then it's over. Yeah, and, and you know. Now this is happening. <laughs> I think I'm going to get some songs out of it. Yeah, good lord. So that's that's a great album, the Rotan Sonata. It is. I think that's the last Lyle Lovett album I bought, actually. Oh, there's no. Good, there's good stuff later. Oh, I'm sure there is. It's just like you I, have step inside this house. I know, but it's not. It's a covers album. So it's not really a it's oh, really? it is a Lyle Lovett album, but it's oh. songs that he loved by people like Guy Clark and stuff like that. Step Inside the House, I think is a Guy Clark song. It is. And which is a song I like a lot, by the way. His version of it is fantastic. But uh, yeah, for some reason I think because I missed an album and then I'm such a like weird obsessive completist person that that was like the end for me because I, I missed an album and I and I couldn't afford to buy it and then mm. buy the other ones that had come out in the meantime that I was just like, ah, I'm off. I'm done. So- I'm off the Lyle train. But yes, he's very good. Very good. And this is a great song. But once again, Mary, you're um, going to rate it for your the Christmas? Not very Christmassy. No, it's more... Also, I didn't love this song. You didn't love this song? No. Oh, I love this song so much. It's wonderful to sing along to <laughs> when you're doing things. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I thought it was a little it's too... A, it's a standout song for me from the album. Basic country song. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think... Okay. That's fine. Because I don't like the thing about you know, I'm not a huge country fan. I know. I, I think what I like about Lyle Lovett is that he borrows elements of country, but he doesn't. He's not married to to the country sound. Right. Or country, he's married to Julie Roberts. As country we've previously tropes. Discussed. Well, not anymore. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like he's. I don't know. What do you think, David? Do you think? I don't think he's like super countryish. I'm just talking know? about this song um, particularly. No, he's, he's like he's he's one of those sophisticated Texas songwriter guys. Yeah. You yeah. Know, they they are not. You know they 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 they'll do everything they can to make you think they're just a cowboy. <laughs> you know? and, but there's way more going on, and they'll never let on they're not. They just do it, and they're yeah. going. You know, okay, here's here's another song where it's not the work of just a cowboy like I look, <laughs> and and that's that's their thing. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's their bag. Yeah, I feel that way about like Town Van Zant and Guy Clark and people like that. That yeah, it's just the music is so much more sophisticated than. Well, lyrics especially, like yeah. like more than the music. Like the music will always be like well played and and tasteful, yeah. sophis- and sophisticated yeah. sure. for people whose tastes are in that. So, country politan would that fall into that category? Yeah, it's, it's not like just big, loud, stupid, basic rock with yeah. a, a twangy thing, which is, or with added rap elements now. Like, like country music just gets worse and worse, and yet underneath all that, there's still you know good stuff going on. Yeah, in, in I think Bo Burnham has a good bit about what's that about um country musicians okay. and how they're all fakes. Basically. Oh. Yeah. You know Bo Burnham. Yeah, I do know Bo Burnham. Yeah. Eighth Grade is a fantastic movie. Eighth Grade is a fantastic movie. And his <laughs> comedy, he's got a comedy special on Netflix that I watched. And it made me want to curl up in a hole and die. But it was very funny. <laughs> at parts. Is, that, is that the one where he does the vocoder thing at the end of it? Uh, yeah. Like kind of like a Kanye West thing? Yeah. I hope you want to, I heard, I've heard that bit and it's really, is fantastic. Yeah. His, that his, whole... The whole um, the whole comedy show is very good, but it's like an accusation of the it's like a a j'accuse to the audience, yeah. And then it's just like weirdly j'accuse myself, yeah. And also, I'm going to talk about ordering a burrito, yep. in this bit, yeah. It's yep. quite it's quite good, yeah. I do I think it's great. Well, I don't know this Bo Burnham, so have I, you seen I, Eighth Grade? I, I give him a not very Christmassy. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that. <laughs> have, have you seen Eighth Grade though? 
the movie? I, I know about it, oh, okay. but I haven't seen it. Oh, it's very, it's very good. Yeah, it's really good. It's oh, on yeah. Netflix if you have that. I have that. The fl- if you I have, have the, the flicks, Netflix. yeah, that's where Duncan and I watched it. Was on or I saw it in the theater because I'm I cool. Wanted to, but you have a stay at home boyfriend. I do have a stay at home boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> he's I'm often like, hey, let's go see a movie, and he's like, well, we could just play. I just play video games though. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's true. It's hard to convince someone to not play video games. <laughs> I guess they're so. right there. I guess they're free. I don't, you don't have to leave the house. I guess it's cold outside. Sure. Hey, it's a lot of love. It's great. I changed one line when I do it. Oh, okay. One word, actually. Which is? Uh, in the, the marriage part, yeah. I change it uh, from... Uh, uh, well, I, I, I change it to, you, look, you looked at me and you told him you would, the preacher. Okay. Which I just wanted to do. <laughs> I thought it was more like separating yeah, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. That's all. Editing on Lyle Lovett. Well, I wonder how Lyle Lovett will feel about that. I'm going to have to write to him and ask him. We're good friends, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to the next Christmas song on this. This is uh, Polystyrene, who, of course, sang with X-Ray Specs during the the heyday of punk rock. One of the early punk rock acts, actually. Kind of one of those... One of those magical bands that were like there at the beginning of it all and can like proudly wear the I was there badge. I read on Wikipedia that yeah. she saw the Sex Pistols and was Didn't they all? And was inspired to put an ad in the local newspaper saying like any other punks wanna like break shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Yeah, makes her even greater. Great. Those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you even better. All right, so let's listen to this this Christmas song. It's called Black Christmas by Polystyrene. Here we go.
And we're back. That was a little that was a little uh, uh, reggae-ish, kind of reflecting that weird part of the punk rock scene of the 66, well, 67, yeah, this is or 76, fairly, 77. Uh, like, like, this is a, a fairly recent recording. Like, yeah. This is something she put out on iTunes, I don't know, six or seven years ago, something sure, like that. Sure, sure. Uh, and I think she did some other Christmas recording too. I've got it on a list, like I read somewhere that she did something with somebody else that was Christmas stuff. But okay, I've yet to be able to find it. But huh. uh, this this is something from iTunes. Uh, I, I just like that it's you know it's uh, it's different. You know? <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, Black Christmas. There's a no fun track called Black Christmas, which is nothing like this. Is uh, it about sorority girls living in a house? Uh, no, <laughs> and then they get murdered, well, and also it's a Canadian movie. Yeah, well, it, it's a unique Black the Christmas from inside in the, the house in the realm of Black Christmases. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know the first that when you want to start being satirical about Christmas when you're a kid because you don't know any better. Uh, the, where you start is. Black Christmas, <laughs> like that. Yeah, so yeah. Th- this was a fresh take on the whole Black Christmas thing, and also not um, uh, polystyrene herself was, I, I think, mixed race. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, it- it's also not; it's nothing you would expect uh, Black Christmas to be. Uh, maybe that it's reggae. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, it just—it sounds good to me. Yeah, you know the yeah, song it's, it's sounds a good. Song. good. Well, she's a really good singer. Like I'm used yeah. to hearing her kind of shouting, which she often did with like like you know germ-free adolescence and stuff. Is but, but this it's is good, like it's good shouting. It is good though. shouting. It's, it, but this is a little different. There's a singer under there doing the shouting. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because you know it, it sounds good. Yeah, it has you some know, controlled shouting. Identity stuff. is good. There, oh yeah, there, there's, you know, old bondage up yours is pretty much all all yelling about bondage. Yeah, yeah. And and yet. <laughs> the, there's a, a listenable quality to it. Yes, that's all. Well, yeah, she was the, wanted to break shit, but also uh, make music. As it turns out, <laughs> she thought she wanted to break shit, but what she really wanted to do was sing. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, she had a bit of a sad life in that she had uh, bipolar disorder. Joined the Harry Krishnas uh, for for a while. Yeah, she was uh, misdiagnosed as schizophrenic when she was a young woman and was. Um, was uh overly medicated no she was um like put in uh psychiatric ward against her will oh really yeah like committed against her will oh yikes um which yeah i think like a decade later they realized that she'd been misdiagnosed Mm. which is unfortunate because when you have like schizophrenia on your uh charts yes it's not good for you Mm. because every time you go to the uh you go to the doctor's office, they're like, oh, well, you're schizophrenic, so we're not going to take you seriously. Oh. And let's commit you again, because you're probably just crazy. Wow. Which is an experience lots of people have. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But happily, she's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer a problem. I don't know if that's happily, but yes, yeah, so it's a very good song. I agree with you. It's really good. Mary? I thought it was a good song. Yeah. But... I did not think it was very Christmassy. Okay, all right. I like that you have the two, the two, your two rating systems. Thank you. Me too. This well, is really awesome. The other thing is, for me, Christmas is like a very specific thing. Okay, you like know? explain We're, your Christmas to us. My Christmas is like family. Yes, and it's all about family and like sort of like the warmth and fun and joy of like spending time with my family, who's pretty great, <laughs> and like presents and like seeing each other and spending all this time together and everything's like very happy, but also we have to go see grandma sometimes, which is a bummer. Um, and she's going to get a bad rap. 
<laughs> well, you know, she deserves it. She's not going to listen to this. I hope not. Not with this stuff going on. <laughs> She's not going to listen to this. Um, get real, Dad. Um, and no, yeah, and then there's also like church tied into it too, because you know we grew up yeah. going to church. Like we started going when I was like ten, mm-hmm. right? And so that's a big part of it too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. See, I'm, I might have said not the church part, although, you know, my mom went to church, so, mm-hmm. and I just didn't, I had nothing, <laughs> nothing against it. It's fine for some people, it was never for me. Yeah. Uh, but, but, see, uh, you know, when I was, you know, like whatever, 17, whatever, however old you are, um, <laughs> 25, but <laughs> yeah, okay. I, 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 I know exactly how old you are. I was there when you were born. <laughs> well, there, but yeah. The well, first movie I ever watched was day. at Uncle David's house. That's true. So. That's same true. day, yeah. I was, I was their little baby. Oh, look at the little baby. Anyway, you were in the hospital, but for a separate issue. He, he brought cigars. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a girl. <laughs> okay. Do you still so, have it? But, but, I do. Okay, I do, so, do you really? Yeah. So I, I would, I, I, you know, that's how, I, and and yet, like I say, you know, often lately, the last few years, I've been just me, and yet that is, still, that is upsetting to me. But okay, e- e- no, no, but even you know, like like uh, my my dog Ozzy, who is now gone, his birthday was was. Uh, Christmas Day. Nice. Christmas puppy. And mm. for the, the, the first year he was gone, uh, this is what happened. Okay. I'm thinking about it. I'm by myself. Okay. It's yeah. Christmas Day. And I'm actually going to be working late that night. I'm going to be going in for 11 p.m. on Christmas night. It's even worse. So, but I, I, I go out Christmas morning about 6 in the morning. It's lightly snowing. Go up to uh, Super Value, which is open uh, on commercial and first. It's open 24 hours a day, every day. So I get some eggnog, good eggnog and some good minced tarts and walk back. It's very nice. It's lightly snowing. Very, very nice. I come back and I'm in the apartment just sort of puttering around, you know, got some Christmas stuff on. I go into my, my bedroom. And the spot where I change into clothing, there's a spot at the in the room where I stand mm-hmm. when I am. Do you know this story? No. Ah, okay. So, okay, <laughs> so uh, the spot where I stand, uh, putting clothes on every day, taking them off sometimes too. Sometimes I take them off in a different spot and throw them. <laughs> okay, so, but in that spot, so this is a couple hours after I've come back into the apartment and there's no one around. Mm-hmm. And I should say, I went out into the snow with clothes on. So right. I had been standing there yes. yeah. earlier. Is a dog biscuit, little milk bone, yeah. right where I stand, huh. as if someone put it there. Because someone, well, it was put there. <laughs> there it is. It wasn't there before. And I'm looking at it, I just started laughing because, of course, I believe in nothing. <laughs> and, but there it is. You know, and that's how smart I am. There's a, a, one of, a, a dog biscuit of the exact kind. You know, there was still some in the in the uh, in the in the cupboard in a box. There's one sitting there, and I'm like, "Well, okay, there you go." On his birthday, first birthday, he's not around anymore. You know, like like as if trying to tell me something. You know, sure. and I'm like, "Well, that sure is interesting." And then I go and I, you know, I I, I leave it there, and then uh, I come back. You know, a couple hours. You know, I, I check to see if it was still there. It's still there, and then it was gone. Hmm. Huh, no one had come in. Yeah, it was gone, and I'm like, "Well, okay." And then I thought, "Wait a second. 
And I look, there's a there's a chest of drawers right next to it. And I look underneath it, and it's right up against the wall. And it's still there. You can see it. Huh. Unless it's it's disappeared since a couple of days ago <laughs> when I last looked. Yeah. And it's, it's been there ever since. Huh. So I'm thinking a mouse, only a mouse wouldn't do that. Yeah. Like, a, you know, they would, they, and there was no, it, it was as if it was right out of the box. Right. You know. So this is a, you know, like... like it's even a little bit scary to me. That that is that is part of Christmas too. Is is ghosts? It, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so you know, yeah, just getting is. back to what you were saying about what Christmas is to you. Um, Christmas is almost none of that to me now, and yet mm. it's still just like Christmas. Right. <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. Everyone's freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Well. Pull that's back, all, that's pull back the veil. Ghost stories. Pull back the veil. I have one ghost story. You have one ghost story. What's mm-hmm. your ghost story? Well, it, I we should I should tell on my Halloween, on the Halloween episode. Okay, we'll do the Halloween episode. Okay. Remind remind yourself. Yeah, in a year. In, in a year. It's not a Christmassy story. Okay. Okay. So it doesn't really have a yeah, place so here. Yeah. So leave leave it off. Jeez. Yeah. All right. So speaking of Christmas, mm-hmm. let's listen to a Christmas song. Really? I'm gonna sure? feel. I'm gonna. I have a feeling that Mary's not gonna think this song is very Christmassy. This song is very dear to my heart because this this group of people is very dear to my heart. Okay, I'll try to. N- they're very copy. formative. They're very formative for me in, in okay. a weird way. But so let's listen gentle. to let's listen to "I'm Walking Backwards for Christmas" mm-hmm. by the Goons, the Fabulous Goons. So here we go. I'm walking backwards for Christmas across the Irish Sea. I'm walking backwards for Christmas. It's the only thing for me. I've tried walking sideways and walking to the front, but people just look at me and say it's a publicity stunt. I'm walking backwards for Christmas to prove that I love you. An immigrant lad. Loved an Irish Colleen from a Dublin's Galway boy. He longed for a ramps, but she spurned his charms, and she sailed all the form away. She left the land by himself on his own, all alone, sorrowing. And sadly he dreamed. Or at least that's the way it seemed, buddy. That an angel quiet to him, an angel quiet did the same. I'm walking backwards for Christmas across the Irish. Walking backwards, a green must 
It's the finest thing for me. And so I've tried walking sideways and walking to the front. But people just laughed and said, it's a publicity stunt. So I'm walking backwards a Christmas to prove that I love you. And for an encore... Hey, I, I didn't think much of that. I think that my side was better. Get that child out of All right, so we're back. I hope everyone enjoyed that... Stupendous. That stupendous, that stupendous thing. It's so great. It's fantastic. Can I say my thoughts on the song... Sure can, Mary. ...without any context she for sure the song? Can. Yeah, yeah. Which I imagine a lot of the people who just heard it... Yeah. ...also don't have any context for it, yeah. right? People are listening to it, they're like, well, I don't know what I just listened to. <laughs> for me, I was like... Okay, this is very jokey. Yeah. Very jokey. Uh, his singing voice is very irritating. <laughs> um, maybe this would be good if yeah. it was in like a Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. You know, I could sure. see it being in that. Mm-hmm. But just listening to it as a song on an album yeah. is is very novel. Very We've novel. talked about novelty songs quite a bit. Yeah. On yes. the novelty it is. This is definitely a novelty song. Like, this is not anything but a novelty song. Yeah. Let's put it as a novelty song. It's obviously... And then with the context, which Dad yeah. is going to give, it makes a lot more sense. I don't know if I have any context for it. I mean, context for me, personally, yes. Well, but so far ahead of its time. Oh, yeah, sorry. Like, I guess be- before David rock and context. Roll. Before rock and roll. Yeah. 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 Before, like, you know, Frank Zappa did things like this in yeah. the 60s and was like, oh, wow, Frank Zappa. <laughs> and this is beyond any of that yeah. because it's for, like, who? Who is going to be listening to this? The people who, who like them on the radio and yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's it's like for people who look normal but aren't, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, just so so far, you know. It still sounds like it came from the future when we will understand it better or something. I just That's fantastic. the magic of Spike Milligan. This, so fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So so far ahead of so far ahead because he had no he had no fear or no like he hadn't yeah, he had no sense of what like, you know, I should do this. He didn't care about that. He just, I'm, I'm going well, to do this. Just, he, he would do it because he shouldn't. Yeah. And then like, do something else he shouldn't and just pile them up. He was a whole id. It so feels like dad or David, yeah. would either of you like to explain who this group is? Sure. Well, for me, it's interesting because I had first discovered the Goon Show. My friend came, went to Australia in grade seven and he came back and he was not like me. He had a fantastic memory and he came back and he's like, I heard the most, I heard the funniest thing on like the, the, the radio on the plane. And I'm like, Oh, what was it? He goes, I don't know. It was just, there's this group called the Goon Show. Is it a thing called the Goon Show? And it was this show and it was called Napoleon's Piano. And then he, like, performed it, basically, for me. He told me the whole thing. Did, like, you know, the appro- approximations of all the voices. And the Goon Show was was a vehicle that starred, well, Spike Milligan, who was the writer of the show and also acted on it. Peter Sellers, who, of course, is probably the most well-known actor who came out of the Goon Show. And then Harry Seacombe, who was basically, like, a singer. who's a Welsh, kind of, like, had that English tenor thing going. 
and then he became part of the goon show and then he kind of finished his career as back as like a singer well middle of the really really middle of middle the of the road singer, yeah that's... except he always had that he was he was in the goon show yeah that's right like, yeah he he kept that and i think he knew it too i think they just needed somebody with a heroic voice, voice yeah they had yeah. guys who you know peter sellers could do every voice in uh, in the world and mm-hmm. and uh, spike milligan could do every crazy thing in the world <laughs> but they needed a straight man yeah a hero sure not, not yeah. straight man but hero because he was funny too yeah so, so basically harry seacomb almost in every show plays nettie seagoon who is sort of like the protagonist that all these sort of crazy things happen to okay but they're just fantastic like napoleon's piano i can't even remember them now like what was so magical too is my, my friend heard the show he told me this thing then we performed it into a tape recorder because i was so in love with it so i like <laughs> you know transcribed his description of it and then within like that year like within like six months we went to what was then called a white elephant sale at the school this is like a rummage sale or whatever stuff people were getting rid of because it's like a white elephant I don't know why white elephants are bad, but anyway, so we were at this white elephant sale, and I f- and we found like together we found this book of goon show scripts, hmm. and we we're like, what? And we picked it up, and there inside was the Napoleon's piano was one of the scripts in it, <laughs> amongst other ones. So then we just like, started performing all these scripts cool. uh, into a tape recorder because we we're just so in love with it, and we like started doing and that elaborate was the things. First podcast, basically, we started <laughs> yeah. we do elaborate things where we do like sound effects onto a separate tape recorder and okay. then put them into the show by just pressing play <laughs> so they would play the pro- appropriate time. And it was just so much fun and they were so good. Like, and you Think about that. Napoleon's piano. Yeah. Napoleon's piano. <laughs> that was the idea. Yeah, exactly. You know? like, I can't remember. the. So there, yeah, they, there was different characters they'd play, um, you know, the, and, and it was, it was so, it was uh, so beloved at the time. Like the Beatles, sense of humor is really influenced by the goon show like yes. cool. like when you well, listen to the you listen to the christmas things where they're just allowed to extemporize well, you know you can really one hear of the it reasons why the beatles were happy to work with george martin because he produced the goons yeah yeah and so if you want to love the beatles you kind of have to work your way backwards to love the goons too, so. <laughs> and it's i have yeah, i have many the, of the records at the, home. The, they're billed as the goons for yeah the music yeah stuff not the Goon Show. Yeah, yeah. The Goon Show is the radio show. The Goon Show is the radio show, but they were the Goons. The goons yes, yes, yeah. And and yeah, uh, of course. And the Goon is a weird term because I think it was invented by E.C. Seagar for for Popeye, the Goon, Ellis the Goon. So it's strange that that word kind of crossed the the pond. The pond, yes, it became a, okay, and was ad- adapted there. And I wonder if it's something that. Milligan discovered maybe reading newspapers and stuff while he was in the service. Yeah, there, he fought in World War Two. There was some controversy about John Lennon doing what he called a crip, uh, like a yes kind of. Only what he's doing is a, is a goon show type character. He's yeah, not like yeah. ridiculing handicapped people. Yeah, yeah. He's he's doing a goofy character. I mean, and he his writing was you know his. Two books are certainly, uh, you know, goonish. Yeah, for sure. You know, their humor leaps, leaps of yeah, you know, yeah, all over the place. I mean, I'm walking back from Christmas. It's a great song, but everyone knows their best song is the Ying Tong song. But that's okay. That's it's not, not really a Christmas. It's not a Christmas song, song though. So I am okay with this song being on here. But I have to tell you that I love that you put this song on because it's such it's such a dear to my heart song. I do have several of their. They put out the radio shows on record. And I have several of those, including Napoleon's Piano. But I also have 
one that was, I think, The Wonderful World of the Goons, that was a collection of their music. And so it has this song and many others on it. And then I also have a, a, a album of songs that Spike Milligan did uh, as a solo artist. It's also very good. I just think they're great. So, But I'm a bit of an Anglophile. People may not know that. Yeah, Meaning me I, too. I like to fish. I've never been either. I've never been. Never been. No. I've been so many times. It's silly. I've I've had uh, recently. I've had it offered to me to to go to these places that and I've you should wanted to go to. And uh, you should. You know, I can. And you should. Maybe I will. You should. Maybe I'll you stop should. working so damn hard. Yeah. And you should to go put food on the table. Yeah. Well, food on the table is one thing, but going to England is a different thing entirely. England. England, or going to Great Britain. It's a wonderful experience. What about the UK? The UK is also great. Hmm. As I like to say, it's the same, only different. What it's about a wonderful Britain? feeling. Britain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's great. All right. We all know that. UK is ah. in my name. David Maddich, UK. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Now you, that means you have to go. I'm glad that you're thinking of going. I'm going now. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Oh, I'll do the rest of the show without David, I guess. He's turning into the goon show. <laughs> he's walking backwards out the door, too. All right. He tried walking sideways. <laughs> What's the next song? <laughs> the next song is... Um, this is Don't They Know It's Christmas. And I know you're thinking, because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, no, why would you put... Oh, no, it's not. That's Do They Know It's Christmas. This is the opposite. This is Don't They Know It's Christmas by the Christmas Jug Band. Let's give this a listen, you all. it up the best we can Don't they know it's Christmas Don't they know it's almost here Time to think of that coming new year Come up with a better plan
Why do the birds go on singing? Why do these eyes of mine cry? Don't they know it's Christmas? Don't they know? Don't they know this tour is being made? Since before the Thanksgiving parade For the kids across the land Get the spirit Don't they know it's Christmas Don't they know it's almost here Time to think of that coming new year Come up with a better plan Dress it up the best we can Don't they know it's Christmas Don't they know it's almost here Time to think of that coming new year Come up with a better plan So that was Christmas Jug Band with a song that uh, don't they do it's Christmas? It's pretty silly. Well, my, it's a, it's a, uh, a boomer boomer song. It's, it's a boomer Christmas. Yeah, because uh, it's quoting from from other songs. Yes, and I guess the idea of it is they quote from songs that have like a bad thing about them, and then their their response is don't they know it's Christmas? Is that yeah. the idea of the song? Yeah, okay. well, I wasn't listening to the lyrics. What do they say? Well, because like they have like um, for what it's worth, the Buffalo Springfield song, okay, which was written about the the, the Sunset Strip riots, okay, you know where the police came down on the kids, man, right. And then they're like, don't they know it's Christmas? Right. And then they quote from other songs. I can't remember all of them now. Subterranean Homes. That's right. That's the first one. And then they end with the end of the world, which means they're singing, you know, don't the birds know it's Christmas? So uh, uh, it's it's very droll. And uh, to me, it sounds good and it's funny. And uh, they're kind of great. Yeah. Christmas Jug Man. So Dan Hicks was a member of the Christmas yeah, Jug I th- Band. Yeah, I think they just started doing Christmas shows, and it, there's other songwriters, like he didn't write that song. Yeah. There's another one in... Uh, I, I should say, there, there, there's going to be a second show. Yep. If this one ever ends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, 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 right. We've only been going for an hour and a half. Yeah. When this show ends, we will start the next show. Yeah. No! But, but for... <laughs> Like, I thought it was good to have, you know, because it, you know, it could have been like, you know, all songs by different people. Yeah. But I also thought it was good to have more than one song by the same people. And there's a few. Okay. Uh, that's a different rep- rule. I have a rule that I do not repeat artists on a, on a, on a mix. Me but. too. And that's why there's repeats on both <laughs> of these. Because it's more, you know, it's more. Well, when I put together my my uh, untitled Christmas project compilations, I yeah. would put two songs by the same group together. Okay. Because there was no need for it. Yeah. So it was interesting to do that. <laughs> like, what does this mean? Yeah. Well, it means, you know, you're in for the, the long haul. Yeah. So, yeah, you, yeah. you know. Um, hmm. Anyways, uh, don't they know it's Christmas? I, That's very good. Is really great. That was good. I enjoyed it. Okay. Well, here's one I hey, like. Hey, we didn't get. We didn't. Oh, Mary, you have your. You have to get. Give us your 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 review. 
I didn't think the song was very Christmassy. <laughs> I said. Okay. Do you want to hear my notes? Yeah, exactly? let's hear your notes. Let's hear your notes. Meh. Oh, really? Not Christmas. Meh. Oh, not it's, Christmas. But it's, don't they know it's Christmas? Don't they know it's Christmas, Mary? I obviously did not know it was Christmas. Don't they know, like, don't they, aren't, don't they have the spirit of Christmas in them? To not come down hard on the kids at, on the Sunset Strip? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Should they be in the basement mixing up the medicine, Mary? Hey, say that again. Say that again, that you don't think it's Christmas. Okay. Meh. Not Christmas. Don't they know it's Christmas? <laughs> there, we just added to the song. And let me say again. Yeah. Meh. <laughs> All right, Mare. What a, what a Scrooge. I think you're going to be visited by ghosts later. <laughs> or, or goats. <laughs> One of the two. I prefer goats. It's a, it's a terrible misspelling that changed the whole meaning of the book. Um, all right, let's listen to oh, this song I liked a lot. This is the Len Price 3. With It's Christmas Time, Ebenezer. Let's give it a listen, everyone. Let's hear this one. Where's your heart, Ebenezer? When it's Christmas time, such a time is a geezer. When it's Christmas time, meet his man in London town. With your pennies and your pounds, got the whole nothing about the Len Price 3. No, me neither. The, the track is on a compilation, uh, uh, Christmas compilation from uh, Little Steven's Garage Rock oh, okay. show. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So I it's a lot that. of, you know, Ramones are on it and yeah, other yeah. people. Uh, this is, it's real good. Uh, this is more power pop than Garage, I think, myself. Well, they're, they're going for a 60, real yeah. 60s sound. Yeah. And obviously the, the, the name of the group even. Um, but um, I know nothing about them. Are they on the internet? Yes, they are. <laughs> they have a biography on allmusic.com, which is two paragraphs long. <laughs> yes, one of those one of those bands. Yeah. Yeah, it says that they're a high-energy garage combo from the UK. Oh, okay. Um, 
Hence, hence their love of Ebenezer. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they got their start at a bar in Maidstone where bands could pay for the privilege of rehearsing in front of the drinking customers. But they were uh, banned for being too loud. Uh, so they changed their name and went back. Oh, that's good. Smart, um, smart, and smart move. What year is this? Uh, they started in 2004. Yeah, that's. It, it didn't seem like something from the '60s. No, no, it's yeah, it's clearly by, modern and the yeah. production sound. But it's good. I mean, it's got yeah, it's got a nice power pop sound to it, and I just like the retelling of the Christmas Carol with uh, in a power pop situation. Yes, I thought it was a fun song. Oh, I'm glad you thought that. How about for Christmas? Not Christmas though. <laughs> that's what I said. I said fun, not Christmas though. <laughs> it is a fun song, and it is Christmas because it talks about Ebenezer Scrooge. It so totally there. leaves out Fezziwig. Well, you know, not everyone rates Fezziwig the way you do. Because they're wrong. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> they're wrong, but they don't, they're not everyone rates it. I mean, I've definitely seen adaptations that just leave out Fezziwig, so. I know, it's craziness. Yeah. Well, they, the, don't they realize the he's dance. the real protagonist? Yeah, well, the dance. What about the dance? Mm-hmm. You need that dance in there. You know, you need uh, you need uh, Scrooge's nephew to show up. To, yeah, yeah. You know, but you gotta have Fezziwig. It's not just Fezziwig being part of the the you know uh, early years of Scrooge. Yeah, it's that dance, <laughs> the dance that 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 uh, Jim Carrey rotoscoped whatever the Robert Zemeckis. Uh, yeah, it is kind of spoiled by they have during the Fezziwig dance they have them actually go up into the air like Fezziwig goes in the air? Yeah. They're while they're dancing, which is like stupid. They <laughs> oh yeah, don't you have a little model of that or something? Well, you have he has a he has a model of the Scrooge's or of Scrooge or of uh Fezziwig's uh, Fe- business. Yeah, yeah. It's Fe- yeah, the Fezziwig establishment. They're dancing inside, and Scrooge and the ghost are outside looking in. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause, because the dance is important because Scrooge doesn't dance at it. He no, does dance, it, right? No, no it's... Uh, well, no, he does... He, no, no. I, no, it's important because it's he about... He wasn't invited. No, no, he it's important, it's important because... He's, he's not shown dancing in Yeah. There, but... One assumes he is dancing, or he's off canoodling with with uh, his his girlfriend. Yeah, but I guess it's important because the idea of it is that Fezziwig would throw us a Christmas party for his employees. But the, da- have to. the dance specifically, you know, Dickens yeah. is very goes into great detail about uh, about uh, that that dance. Mm. By the way, ha- have you seen that man who? Invented Christmas. I have not. Years ago, is it good? I, I saw it in the theater. Okay, it's absolutely great. Absolutely great. If you like Christmas Carol, it's uh, it's. Is it about Dickens writing Christmas Carol? Yeah. Okay. But, it, but it's just he really did invent Christmas. It's not a lot. Well, well, he did. I I know a lot about this stuff, and it's. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about a little man named Jesus Christ. Well, it's really be- mm-hmm. it's little man named. What's interesting Jesus is that because because I'm joking. Yeah, the modern Christmas. Yeah, the modern know, Christmas. The modern idea of Christmas. Even but even the modern religious idea of Christmas because Christmas was like a mi- was not a major part of the calendar. It was important. Well, I mean, but it was no Easter. The, yeah, that's the thing. In the Christian calendar, the birth is not nearly as important as the the death and resurrection. Yeah, at, at yeah. Easter time, right? Exactly. Like in the church, Easter has way more um, lead up, lead up, and <laughs> yeah. celebration and like days of celebration. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like even now, we still have. Well, I guess there's not multiple stat holidays because one's on a Sunday. Yeah, but there are like there's like three, four days in a row mm. um, in church of celebrating. Yeah, or there's Palm oh, Sunday and then it, and then the Holy Week starts and it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but you go to church. There's Easter Sunday, and then yeah. there's the vigil on Saturday, and then there's the Easter Sunday or Good Friday. Even. Or sorry, Good, Good Friday. Fr- yeah, yeah, Easter Sunday. Is yeah. there anything on Monday? 
No. No. Okay. Not. Well, oh, they so. just call it Easter Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Really then, you get a, yeah. Yeah. then you get a day off work. This too yeah. is why Fezziwig is the key figure because he is the sacrificial Jesus Christ type <laughs> right. figure for the new modern conception of Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And he came back. He rolled the stone back. And <laughs> he back never comes back. Oh. Okay. He, he never comes back. back. Getting my stories you mixed don't up. See him. Yeah. You don't see him again. Okay. That was good. Let's go. So let's as part as as part of Dave's. David's mix him up. Mm-hmm. He's thrown in a spoken word section for us. Yes, uh, and there's there's music. There's a little bit of music in it. To but me, it's th- this is this word. is one of the greatest cover versions ever. There's no element of the song "White Christmas" <laughs> in it. Yes, but it's other so than he, she's talking about a very specific, a kind very specific of, kind of, of white, white Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it is yeah. this this is a, a performance uh, to me for the ages. Sure, I would agree. Yeah, by so, Sandra Bernard. Sandra, Sandra Bernhard, and this is "White Christmas." Let's give it a listen, everyone. About growing up in a liberal, intellectual Jewish household with three sensitive older brothers. But there were times, I have to admit, that I really got caught up in the romance of being Gentile, especially around Christmas time. I would fantasize that I had an older brother named Chip <laughs> and a little sister named Sally, and my name would either be Happy or Buffy or Babe. One of those big sexy blondes who plays a lot of volleyball. Yes, spike it, babe! All right! Yes! And every Christmas Eve, my mom would make a glazed ham with cloves sticking out of it and a hot canned fruit compote. Mmm, mom! After dinner, we'd sit around the piano, my mother in a beautiful burgundy velveteen dress with a lace collar, my father with his sleeves rolled up, smoking a pipe, his golden lab at his side, and we'd sing Christmas carols. La, 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 Chip would harmonize. La, 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 la. Then we'd get ready for midnight church services. We'd sit together, our arms around each other in the pew. My father would donate 10% of his income as they passed the basketball. So proud to be a part of Christian society. Back home, I remove what little makeup I need to wear with Clinique products. And slip into a flannel lambs nightgown, staring at the snowfall, dreaming of all the Christmases past and all the Christmases to come when I'd have a family of my own. And like every Christmas Eve, Chip would come in. Oh God, Chip, you are so cute. I wish you weren't my brother so I could fuck you. <laughs> Honey, I bought you the coolest Christmas present this year. You're gonna die, it's so neat. What's wrong, honey? You seem sad. It's Christmas. I don't know, babe. I've been doing some thinking. It's my last year of high school, and I wanna do really great on the SATs and get into a good college and play football. I'm kind of worried mom and dad might break up. Honey, you're too sensitive. That's not going to happen. Sally, is that you outside that door, you little butthole? If it is you, I will kill you, and you won't get your Christmas present. Oh, God, Chip, I hate her. Ah, she's all right, babe. She's just a little girl. Mom comes in in a robe and furry slippers. What are you two kids up to? Can I tell you how darn proud I am of the two of you? Tonight in church, babe, in that Laura Ashley dress, you are stunning. 
And thanks for helping me in the kitchen. Don't know what I'd do without you, kitten. Chip, you've turned into such a fine young man, but what is with that hung dog look on your face tonight, mister? I don't know, Mom. I'm just really scared you and Dad are going to get divorced. Oh, no, no, no. Not us. Not the Jensens. We're not going anywhere. Oh, sure, your father may be going through a little bit of a midlife crisis, but I worship him, and I adore you kids. You've both been under so much pressure lately. What with the cotillion coming up, babe? Get some sleep. Grandma's coming over real early. We have some terrific presents to open. And may visions of sugar plums dance in your heads. You're never too old to hear that, kids. Sweet dreams. Love ya. All right. Well, I feel slightly ashamed of my of my uh, Christmases. I enjoyed as a as a as a as a uh, goyim. Yeah. How come you never what was it, smoke a pipe? <laughs> and how come mom never wears a burgundy dress with lace at the neck? A, a velveteen. Oh, dress. velveteen dress. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't it also burgundy? Yeah, burgundy velveteen dress with a lace yeah. collar. Yes. Well, I could we point the finger at you and say, "Where's your Laura Ashley dress?" Well, where, where was I to buy where it? Where you to buy it, exactly. <laughs> I was out making it with my brother. Well, this song is great. This song, or that song, but this thing is so great because it, I just like the fact that, is that it's a, you know, a fantasy of what Christmas is. Based by on... Someone, by someone who was Jewish, so yeah. would, wouldn't have experienced it the same way that we would have, let's say. But just based it off of, like, but commercials. Also, but also the fact that it's a, it's a fantasy for, for, for us, too. Like that idea of Christmas doesn't hardly exist in, fa- in families that do celebrate Christmas. Oh yeah, I mean there's all kinds of things that, you know, you know, drunken Aunt Kathy mm-hmm. and Grandma has dinner before you get there. Grandma has dinner before you get there, or Grandma calls and yells at you for being late to brunch. And then when you get there, <laughs> she's put brunch away and says she's not going to serve lunch. <laughs> yes, these sort of things. These are very feel very, very personal, Mary. But I like your general examples. Yeah, but. You know, not yeah. specific. So it's kind of funny in those sort of two levels that, you know, it's this dream of the sort of Jewish dream of what Christmas is, you know, rather rather than Hanukkah, which, you know, it seems like kind of a downer. You know, I don't know. I never celebrated Hanukkah. Well, it, she has nothing to say about Hanukkah. Yeah. Which it, should tell you something. Yeah, I guess so. Like, it feels like it should be a great deal because you, you have like seven days of gifts. Eight. But eight days of gifts. But... The reality is, it doesn't seem like it's that great. Yeah, we're about to cover that in the next song. Okay, yes. okay. So then, so yeah, it's her fantasy of it, but it's also our fantasy of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Her fantasy of Christmas is our fantasy of Christmas. Yeah. You know, hers is very specific, obviously, to kind of like this dream family and stuff like that. But I think any family who celebrates Christmas has the ideal Christmas in their mind, their platonic Christmas. Mm-hmm. That we not, kn- not that platonic. But we can never quite reach it. She wishes that Chip wasn't her brother. So she no, no, I just mean, I'm talking about all people. Like, the idea of, like, an ideal that exists outside of our, our yeah. you know, crummy reality. There's, like, an ideal Christmas that we all dream that we all have one day of, like, a shining Christmas tree and this pile of presents under it. And everyone's happy. And everything works great. And it snows. And it snows. It's right. And it snows. Well, it's, and just, it, it's a parody. It's as, it's as affectionate and also uh, as... Um, um, irreverent a parody <laughs> as you could imagine. Like it goes way too far. All, just yeah. jumps back and forth way too far back 
<laughs> way too far back. Yeah. And I, I just, uh, uh, just as a, as a performance about Christmas, like, uh, uh, if I, if I saw that, it's part of her show, uh, uh, uh without you, I'm nothing. Okay. It's, it, this is an orphan track as well. It's, it's a recording of, I guess, her, uh, her Broadway off Broadway yeah. show or something, but I, I would stand up and cheer. I, I never stand <laughs> up and cheer. I would, that, that is like a performance just, uh, uh, in the history of the show business. It's, uh, uh, just up there on its own level. That's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. I always loved to send Bernhard. She was a regular on the David Letterman show when I was a, a teenager, and mm. she was always fantastic on there. Just yeah, the her little character she played, and oh, she loves making him uncomfortable. Yeah, that was what's good about yeah. it. Yeah, it was so was, fantastic. Yeah. Yes, she knew how to she knew how to get under the skin of the goys. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Where the goys are, that's what she should have called her next off Broadway play. Uh, all right. Wait. Yes. I thought this was fun. Yeah. Oh, sorry. But it's not a song. Sure, it is. It's not a song. She goes la 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 la. It's not a song. She summons the song, and then the music keeps going, and then it ends with um. <laughs> I mean, what more do you want? La 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 la. Carol of the bells, um. and then. <laughs> I mean, then, you know, there's your song. So not very, not very. It's Christmassy. Yeah, it is Christmassy, but not very songy. But not very songy. I'm going to yes. add that to No Fun at Christmas just to prove you wrong. <laughs> the whole song. La, 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 la. Hum. And, yeah, la, la, la. And then you talk for 10 minutes and then you say hum. No, I'm, just, I'm just taking the song. Part. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> All right. So we kind of we kind of talked a little bit, little bit about this, but this is our next song. It's called uh, Can I Interest You in Hanukkah mm-hmm. by John Stewart and Stephen Colbert. Two comedians. Oh, are they? Yes, I don't chameleons, know if you Chameleons, yes. Oh, yes, the chameleons of comedy. So um, let's give a listen to Can I Interest You in Hanukkah. Can I interest you in Hanukkah? Maybe something in a festival of lights. It's a sensible alternative to Christmas. And it lasts for seven, for you, eight, nine. Hanukkah, huh? I've never really thought about it. Well, you could do worse. Is it merry? It's kind of merry. Is it cheery? It's got some cheer. Is it jolly? Look, I wouldn't know from jolly, but it's not my least unfavorite time of year. When's it start? On the 25th. Of December? Kislev. Which is when exactly? I will check. Are there presents? Yes, indeed, eight days of presents. Which means one nice one, then a week of trek. Does Hanukkah commemorate events profound and holy? A king who came to save the world? No. Oil that burned quite slowly. Well, it sounds fantastic. <laughs> There's more. We have latkes. What are they? Potato pancakes. We have dreidels. What are they? Wooden tops. We have candles. What are they? They are candles. And when we light them, oh, the fun, it never stops. 
do you say, Stephen? You want to give Hanukkah a try? I'm trying to see me as a Jew. I'm trying even harder. But I believe in Jesus Christ, so it's a real non-starter. I can't interest you in Hanukkah. Just a little bit. No thanks, I'll pass. I'll keep Jesus, you keep your potato pancakes. But I hope that you enjoy them on behalf of all the goyim. Be sure to tell the pontiff, my people say good yontiff. That's exactly what I'll do. Happy holidays, you So that was, uh, can I interest you in Hanukkah? Now, this is the question of the of the hour, David. Look up uh, a cold bear, Chris. Oh, is that what it's from? Yeah, it's from the TV show. And that was they, a great. It, uh, it was a great TV show. It's a great TV show. It has Feist have, on it. Do you have a copy of that? I don't have a copy. December second. Oh, you okay. do now. I have. I have a, an, a sealed copy. What am I looking up? Yeah. A cold bear Christmas. A cold bear Christmas. Yeah, they did a, a iTunes only release of the soundtrack okay. 2008 and uh, Adam Schlesinger from uh, Fountains of Wayne was involved with the ah, music so he's great he's great well at least Fountains of Wayne is great I don't know about him personally yeah. <laughs> well well, the the music's very good there's another track on the that will be on the next show uh, also from that but there's 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 mm. several uh, please be patient the one with uh, uh, Feist yeah almost got on there that's great uh, yeah. and there's the uh, kind of kind of a uh, rugged country Christmas with uh, I can't remember Toby Keith Toby Keith, Keith, Toby yeah. Keith yeah. yeah it's kind of well like the show's a, great the music's great it's mm-hmm. uh, that's, uh, uh, that's it's a, both irreverent and sincere yeah it's very nice it's a good combination but this one is uh, it covers the Hanukkah thing pretty well and uh, it's, it's very funny and the music's also you know it's good yeah it's, it's good music yeah you're right yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's kind of the baby. It's cold outside of Hanukkah songs. It is kind of. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. It's very good. And anyway, I think we, everyone listening, knows who John Stewart and Stephen Colbert is. There's no, there's no real reason for us well, to. Maybe, maybe they don't know John Stewart so much anymore. Really, he was on the Daily Show for a million years. Yeah, yeah. you think he's faded that much from uh, from public consciousness? I don't know. I think he wants to. He was on there for like <laughs> 16 years or something, wasn't he? He did a long time. Yeah. Yeah, Stuart, John Stewart, and he made it what it was. It was a different show before he took over. So, is this Hanukkah song very Christmassy? Uh, oh, Mary? great! Yeah, well, I thought yeah. it was very funny. It, it, <laughs> it, it by definition cannot be Christmassy. It's true. I really liked that one line when he says, "We have candles," and he says, "What are those?" And he says, "They're candles." <laughs> that <laughs> one I laughed out loud at. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is funny. I thought it was funny. I thought it was good. I mean, again, not very Christmassy. <laughs> but by no fault of its own. Yes. Because it's not about Christmas. It's very seasonal. I guess so. It's very it, seasonal. Does, it does get at the truth about the whole Hanukkah eight days of gifts thing, which is one yeah. good gift and seven days of dreck. So, <laughs> well, people say that, but, you know, you know, pants aren't terrible to get as a gift, I guess. Socks. Mm-hmm. You can wear them. Yeah, you can. They're handy. It's true. Well, that's uh, the Hanukkah Harry that uh, John Lovitz played on. Uh, Saturday Night Live, yes. That was yeah, very good. That, 
That's great. <laughs> it was good. Very good. As attempt to as an attempt to replace Santa Claus. Hanukkah Harry. Yeah. Three pairs of slacks. Can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Okay, let's move on to the next song. This is a band called the Malibus. With, spelled, with a Z? Yes. Like booze? Boo. Like alcohol? Yeah, I guess Boo. maybe that's what they're going with, for? With no, well, no E, though. Oh, no E, right. I think it's going for like a misspelled name. Like well, the monkeys. It's, it's a surfing band. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So the Malibu Beach. Yeah. Malibu's. Hmm. Right. Uh, and this is Carol of the Swells, which is weird. Oh, I see. Carol of the Swells. Carol I was thinking of, the of bells. it. But Carol of the Bells. But I was thinking about it as Swells is like the British idea of like being like, no. like, like uh, the gents, like the aristocrats or Swells. Oh. But this is Swells the Ocean because it's the surf band. Yes. Man, I'm slow. Now it makes sense to you, Dad. I am so dumb. Reevaluate everything you knew about Carol of the Swells <laughs> and <laughs> the Malibus. This song has certainly changed for me. <laughs> I really like it. It's really great. Let's give it a listen. This is Carol of the Swells by the Malibus. Maybe we'll tell you what, what where it came, when it came from when we come back.
So that was the Malibus with a Christmassy Carol of the Bells that has been cleverly retitled as Carol of the Swells. Get it, everyone? Because yeah, it's, it's a swell song. It's a swell song. What does this have to do with toffs? <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the Malibus, uh, Walter Egan is one of them, the guy who did oh. Magnet and Steel. Sure. Uh, it's him and another guy, uh, John somebody. Okay. Probably. Uh, but they they are John very Stewart. authentic. <laughs> you know, like, like uh, for instance, uh, Rick Springfield did a Christmas album that's mostly kind of Middle of the road rockish Christmas okay, stuff. Yeah. Other than he did a pretty good original uh, Christmas with You, that is the name of the album. Yeah, and he does because he's a very good guitarist, Rick Springfield. What? He does a surf uh, deck the halls with boughs of longboards or something. Calls it. <laughs> so it's a surf instrumental. Okay, and it's very good. If you saw him do it in a bar, you'd go, "That was that was pretty good." Yeah, but it's not authentic surf band sounding like this is and okay. also very powerful like dick dale is different from you know you can watch uh, uh dick dale and stevie ray vaughn doing pipeline in uh, back to the beach yeah but stevie ray vaughn sounds like stevie ray vaughn uh dick dale sounds like a surf guitar player sure it's a certain yes thing you have to do and the whole album is kind of like that. Yeah. It's, it's just superb. Right. Yeah, you're right. You could have bands like the Astronauts from, from Denver, Colorado, or the Trashmen from wherever they're from, somewhere in the Midwest. Trashland. Trashland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but they still sound like authentic surf bands. Yeah. Well, this Because is, it's about the sound. Yeah. This is really... They're really committed to this. I think you have to be committed to the actual surfing to get the okay. actual sound, All right. I, I think. Like, okay. the Beach Boys never sounded... Surf e surf band. I don't know. They had those. They had they had some surf instrumentals and stuff in their early albums. But it's not quite. The, no, you're right. You know, Brian was too. Brian was too clever to be that simple. I think. Well, and they were they were more poppy too. Yeah, like uh, yeah. like surf bands weren't really poppy. They were they liked playing their guitars and they liked you know bongos around the campfire and stuff. I yeah. think you actually have to be a so surfer. Like, they didn't like hodads. Yeah. Or maybe they liked hodads. I can't remember what hodads are, but that's a yeah. surfing term for people. They liked, well, th- this, uh, they liked the hang ten. Yep, yep. They liked this, the hang ten stockings by the fire. Uh-huh, yes. Paul, for Paul, their... Paul Leahy liked this a lot. Okay. I played it for him. He listened to this because I finally got it on on uh, iTunes uh, when I had iTunes. And yeah. he, you know, I, I wanted him to hear it just to see if I, I the, the authentic sound of it, if he was going to like it or not, like. He might have liked more of a glam rock approach to it, but no, he he, he actually was a big Ventures fan. Oh, okay. He had the Ventures Christmas album. Sure. And what were you going to say, Mary? Oh, I was just going to say that this um, this album cover has them, one of them's in a wetsuit, uh, which I think is not a very flattering piece of, it's not a very flattering um, clothing choice. Really? For that for that person's body type? No, just for anyone. No. What oh, if you're like a tall, muscular man? Then why wouldn't you just wear board shorts? Well, because the water's cold. That's but why like, they wear the suit. It's, but, no, no, I know. But, like, this is for a photo shoot. Yeah, but it's a, it's, it's authentic. It's, no, I, I know. But it's like... Let's not forget it's a Christmas. Well, that's yeah. why the women are wearing red bikinis and Chris, and Santa hats. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more and more appealing to me. Cover on. You don't get much of a cover with... No, and that one is wearing a, a wetsuit. I like that vinyl record sometimes, just to have the, yeah. the vinyl record. Just to have the cover of it. Okay. Yeah. 
But it's a really a great guitar sound. Yeah. It really, it, it doesn't translate to other styles of music very well. No. And isn't usually done because it's hard to do because you, you have to be a surfer, I think. Okay. I, th- I, I just think that's true. I don't know. Cause I, I think the astronauts are a great band and, and they, they were from Denver. I have no opinion on surf bands. Well, Mary, hmm. time to get with the game. I liked this song, though. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like. It? I love Carol of the Bells. Yes, it's a, very it's a very good song. Good song. So I yeah. thought this was uh, an interesting take on it. Strangely enough, I first heard it on the Carpenter's Christmas album. That's where I first heard Carol, Carol of the Bells. Carol of the Bells. Yeah. I first heard it in a uh, Teletoon, um, which is a the French, uh, Canadian French English Canadian uh, kids kids, kids uh, animated kid, yeah. TV channel yeah. here, and it was a uh, it was in a movie. It was oh. like a scary kind of Christmas movie. Oh. Wow. I first heard it a couple of songs ago at on uh, White Christmas by Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I don't think that one had a song in it. But. <laughs> All right, so let's go from let's go from Malibu mm-hmm. to oh I can't think of a to Birmingham. <laughs> let's go from Malibu to to uh, to London, and this is uh, T V Smith who uh, played in the adverts, Mary. We have played the adverts. They were in our our novelty song show with, I think it was uh, One Chord Wonders we played. Hmm. But this is uh, T.V. Smith with Xmas Bloody Xmas, it's called. I guess he's a fan of novelty songs. He is? Yeah. I guess so. Let's give a listen to T.V. Smith. Here we go.
a moth-eaten reindeer Lay victim in fake snowball fights Where no one's injured, no one dies No one has to sleep outside Freezing and in fear Singing goodwill to all mankind We'll put things right some other time Meanwhile, that special day is here So, happy Christmas Happy bloody Christmas It almost sounds sincere So we're back from uh, Christmas, buddy Christmas, and um, yeah. So that was kind of the that was kind of the let's get real Christmas song on here. Mary, what do you rate it as a Christmas song? No, not Christmassy. Mm-hmm. No is my opinion on the song. Oh, okay, not Christmas is my opinion on how Christmassy the song is. But it's very Christmassy. It's all about like but it greed of Christmas. Christmassy. The fact that we the landfills filled with wrapping paper and it all the detritus of Christmas sound Christmassy. The all the emotional wounds that Christmas can cause. It doesn't sound Christmassy though. I get it. Yes, for sure. All that stuff is important and like true, but yeah. it doesn't sound Christmassy okay. to me personally. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Not Christmassy, David. Why did you put this song I on met, this? I don't know why. <laughs> Do you think it's a Christmassy song? Yeah, it's you know I'm, I mean okay. There's a lot of this town. Let's just say is crawling. And some of them are crawling <laughs> with uh, superannuated punk rockers left okay. over from back in the day yes. in, the, in the late 70s, a couple of years after it had already come and gone in England. So we had a highly overrated punk scene here in Vancouver. Well, so we're living we're living in the continuation of the nostalgia for it. Yeah. Well, it's going to be some really awkward uh, physical fights if any of those people ever hear this, which they won't. <laughs> they'll, they'll come up swinging. It'll be ugly. They'll fall over. But yeah, okay. So so this is more for them. This is for old punk rockers. Like, uh, the adverts played very badly. They're, they're, they're a very poor uh, professional musician group. But they did such great songs. Well, there's, yeah, uh, Gary Gilmore's Eyes. That's a fantastic great. song. Yeah. And uh, T.V. Smith, obviously, he went on to do more albums. And the, the mus- musicianship got more uh, sophisticated around him and sort of met with his own, you know, he had a, you know, obviously he could write songs. Yeah. He could write songs that were so good that people who couldn't play could play them. You know? <laughs> uh, so this is he. He has moved on, and and it's a more professional, uh, modernized punk rock sound. Yeah. And I, I thought for for that kind of thing, it's uh, tuneful. 
and makes its point in uh, there's sort of a didactic way you can complain about Christmas, which this uh, does a little of. Yeah. And yet it's uh, it's a pop song. It's yeah. A, it's a Christmas yeah. pop rock song for old super <laughs> punk rockers. All right. All right. Fair enough. I thought it was good, but I like TV Smith. I love the adverts, so yeah, that's a, that's another one I got off of iTunes. Oh, you know, interesting. I, I imagine there's some sort of release of it other than that, but I'm mm. gonna move on then from that from Mary's disappointment. Richard that song. Butler, <laughs> TV Smith, TV Smith. I'm singing in an elaborate, exaggerated Cockney accent for this song. TV Smith was a big influence on on me and the psychedelic first back in the day because we, you know, were of that ilk. <laughs> it fell apart. <laughs> then we began smoking. We smoked for decades. And now we're back. We play Vancouver twice a year. True, I do. Really? They're always, they're always around. We do. Almost. It's like one of them lives here or something. <laughs> Does he? I don't think so. Oh, you should have heard when they did their they did a new original. They made the mistake of announcing it. Oh, they, they'd have got away with it if you know. But it totally sucked the air out of the Orpheum time. <laughs> Here's a new song from an album that will be coming out soon. No, <laughs> it was no the boy who invented rock and roll. No, no, they're not having any of it. They should have just got. Oh, I guess it's from one of those. It's an album track. Yeah, yeah. Kind of got away with it. <laughs> I have professional show business advice for everyone. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's I don't good. take any myself. No, no, I know that. Even my own. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, sound like Jackie Mason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. I look. am Jewish. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the next song It's part of our Christmas special uh, <laughs> So this is Christmas is Here by Buck Cherry Let's give it a listen everyone
That was Christmas is Here by Buck Cherry. To be honest, I thought that song was just okay. That goes into my okay column. Okay. What do you think of it, Mare? Um, I liked it. Oh, did you? I thought it was pretty good. How about it's Christmas content? Please rank it. Not Christmas, though. Not Christmas, though? Not Christmas, though. How come it's not Christmas, though? I don't know if I know the lyrics to this song very well. Uh, I just didn't think it sounded Christmassy. Okay. okay. I thought, okay, again, my, um, my... Your Christmas ideal? My No, my thing was... Okay. If I heard this song... Yeah. Without context... Yeah. Would I be like, oh, that's a Christmas song? I see. I see. This one? No. I would be oh. like, that's just a song. Okay. Yeah, totally not. Total, there's no that if the lyrics were different, you would never think it was a Christmas song. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I think, like, I I like the song. This is another one I got off the uh, the iTunes, uh, and with, without knowing anything about it, I just heard a little bit of it, and I thought, well, that's a pretty good little hard rock band. Yeah. Doing a Christmas song in the style that they are accustomed to doing, and I just thought it was. Almost generic, but uh, there's still something in there that that, that uh, appealed to me, like in the you know the little bit of pop quotient to it or something. Uh, but still, it, it's a hard sounding. It's, it's a good little rock band doing a good little Christmas rock song. And yeah, not pandering. Just you know, Christmas is here. That's that's it. That's yeah. what they're saying. Yeah. Um, uh, I think they have no, uh, the band Buck Cherry has no credibility uh, with uh, <laughs> the superannuated <laughs> punk rockers yeah, uh, yeah. of the in uh, locally, sure. uh, and I kind of like that too. I, I think just judging them by the song, and I, it may it doesn't really make me want to check out their regular stuff. Mm. I just like this for its near generic. <laughs> you know, if, if you were going to say. Okay, you know, there are, you know, hard rock bands that do Christmas songs that are originals. Here's one. Yeah. That would be a pretty much perfect example (laughs) of that, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it just sort of goes along for two and a half minutes and and it's over and you've heard your Christmas rock song. Yeah. very agreeable. I, I think it's a good performance, and it makes me not any more interested in the band than, <laughs> than in just the song. So, do you think people? Do you think nowadays, like modern groups who are writing Christmas and writing Christmas songs and performing them, do you think they're they're thinking they're going to get a big hit out of it, or they just they this like Christmas and they're just kind of like doing a Christmassy thing? Like, do you think that there's like a like an opportunity for like a next big Christmas song still? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think yeah. it's... I feel uh, like Michael Bublé's cornered that market. <laughs> but he's not doing original either, though. He's just doing... No, he's got some original. Oh, does he have some originals? Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, Cold December, for instance. I, I'm, I'm, I'm conversant with the work of Bublé. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it, it's, it's really... He, he's trying to synthesize all aspects of Christmas music from white people. He is not remotely funky. <laughs> uh, so he's trying to take Frank Sinatra and also he's trying to be, you know, playfully satirical a little bit with it, have some fun with it. But still, he he was pretty close to, uh, you know, things like Mistletoe and Holly by, by Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Um, I know you hate his music and I don't really <laughs> like his music. Yeah. At all. And the, the thing he does, he's very good at, but it still doesn't mean you have to like it. Yeah. And I, I certainly don't. 
No, for sure. <laughs> what he does, he does well, as evidenced by him being popular. But well, I don't think it's good well, just because yeah, he does it well. Yeah. I'm going to cut him some slack because he had, you know, his kid had those health problems. And, uh, uh, you know, I felt I felt bad for him. <laughs> so, But, yeah, it still doesn't make me like his music more. And but, you know, the, the, you know, like that or, or uh, you know, your Mariah Carey or mm-hmm. that, you know, I was just listening to the the Casey Musgraves uh, Christmas album. OK. And it was mostly pretty, you know, like fun, peppy, grim, you know, <laughs> like like she's, she's got uh, 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 Willie Nelson singing on a, a song. uh a very willy Christmas or something. It's just stupid. And mostly it's, you know, she does, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas pretty much straight. Like why, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's dead, but it's been, you know, Christmas music's been dead before and it came back. Uh, All right. You know, so uh, someone's going to, someone's going to come up with a new, another big hit that's going to sweep. Well, the- well, I think it's, it's all over the place. Just, you, you know, people, people don't care that much about Christmas music. I did that experiment one time. Maybe you were there. Now, we're, we were doing a Christmas show at the Tom Lee Music Hall, I think in 92, maybe. And as introductory music, like while people were waiting for the show to start, I played a tape that was nothing but one version after another of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. And no one was really noticing until uh, uh, Kent's sister started singing. <laughs> along yeah because she she caught on but it made me think that people just they tune out when they hear christmas music the 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 christmas songs they know all sound like the same song to them yeah so they're just so ubiquitous in malls and stuff right yeah so you don't really hear the difference between i'll be home for christmas and white christmas and all the other christmas standards so if you hear nothing but one version after another of Santa Claus is coming to town, like they, they're different versions. So some are fast, some are slower, some are, you know, rockier, some are more the road, some are jazzier. And if you mix them up, people just register Christmas music and, tune it out. <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. don't notice that it's the same song over and over again, which is pretty interesting. You know, there's something interesting about that. Um, uh, so... You know, I, uh, this selection of, of songs, the other one too, they're more, um, uh, if it's, if it's so, like the Cornish wassailing is a taking a, a, Christmas, a Christmas standard and transmogrifying it. So I, I'm more interested in the, uh, you know, originals uh, in that vein. And they'll be back. They'll be, they'll be more Christmas originals. Sometime, but uh, you know the, the the current pop thing. There's not a, a lot of imagination to it, uh, so don't expect it anytime soon. Yeah, when are we gonna have another Whams last Christmas? <laughs> What's the next big Christmas hit like that one? Yeah, when when people we ask that question. It's all we want. It's all we're asking for. Let's let's move on before we have to talk about Whams Christmas song. No kidding. All right, so this is oh this is it's a, a movie. Now. Here's a fantastic singer, everybody. It's a movie. Yeah, Last Christmas, huh. featuring the music of Wham. Oh wow, it sounds and bad. And it's got it's got that girl from Game of Thrones. Oh, um, Amelia Clark. Yeah, running around being antic, and it's got uh, mm. Emma Thompson putting on a Eastern European mom accent. Is it on Netflix? 
Is no, Netflix it's, original? it's coming to your local theater wow. if it's not there already. That's and Emma Thompson helped write it, and it's a, a very depressing prospect indeed. Because <laughs> <laughs> not well, I, I'm going to give away something. You guys don't care about that movie, right? Nope, never going to see it. I'm going I'm to give something away. Hey, if you are interested in seeing this movie, maybe skip ahead. Yes. you know, a minute. No, nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but I will say that I figured it out. Okay. I'll tell you guys after. Sure. If you want, still want to hear. But sure. I we'll we'll nest it on the website. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure you could look it up right now. And, uh, shocking. This, Anyways. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll uh, find that out later. Sorry, everyone. Yes. That, you're, that one other person listening to the show wants to, wants to see that movie has ruined it for okay. you. Okay. Father, what's the next song? All right. Song? So the next song is by a singer I rate very highly. This is uh, Tracy Thorne. Hmm. And the song is Tinsel and Lights. Sounds Christmassy. And Mary, I was telling you on the way here that Tracy Thorne did a fantastic version of Sister Winter, the yes. Sophie Stevens song. Sophie yes, Stevens. It's the last song album. Very yeah. Good. Yeah, it's very, very good. Very good album. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's give a listen to Tinsel and Light by Tracy Thorne. The title track. Okay. The title track from the album. Down the street as the snow started falling Stamping our feet, all the taxi cabs crawling You said, I'm so cold, I can't remember my name And I said the same He took a photo and said he adored her Martini, it literally floored her And we played Miss America over again And again and again Oh, and but what's a New York Christmas, baby? It's got colder And we've all learned some things About how the time goes That we'd rather not know Oh, but that Was a New York Christmas, baby Yeah, that was our New York Christmas 
was when I fell in love with Christmas once again. All right. I just felt like I had a nice a bath in, in a beautiful voice, like such a lovely <laughs> voice. So um, I can, well, this, I'll assume that you put this song on here because Tracy Thorne is great. But uh, what other what other reason is there to put this on here? Well, it's it's an original. Yeah. And it uh, mentions New York. That's um, right. Um, just to s- sidestep this for just a second, uh, Rodney Crowell did a Christmas album called uh, Christmas Everywhere two years ago uh it's all originals and it's just great (laughs) just just great and it has a great song about christmas in new york Mm. in it and so uh, did so did the pogues yeah so this is a (laughs) this is a new york christmas song mentions uh sort of jarringly mentions a gun yeah uh and you know, so you can't you can't zone out on this one. Uh, pleasant though it sounds, yeah. and, and it's very very pleasant, uh, very very you know e- evocative of a New York Christmas baby, and yet she throws that in. Uh, hmm. uh, that's that's a real good album. There's another song that we'll be discussing in the next one. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Also from the album, also an original. That's one of the best uh, modern Christmas uh, original songs. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, a splendid performance. Whole album's great. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, she's very good. I've been a fan since the Marine Girls. That's how long ago I was on board. I'm not even a huge fan. Oh, really? Of hers. I, I, she's okay. But everything but the girl, okay. I like everything but the yeah. girl. But, well, she's a good singer, and this this album is uh, is uh, right up there in Christmas albums. Mm. Uh, yeah. Being. When I say I liked everything but the girl, I was like them enough to buy two of their for their first and second record. <laughs> so much like them. Then I stopped. That was enough. I thought. Okay. Wait. Hmm. Oh, Mary. Sorry. I'm also in the room. Yes, I'm sorry, my darling. No, just it's okay. We can just go to the next time if you want. No, it's fine. No, no, no. no um, I, uh, I like the song a lot. Oh, good. And I thought it was Christmassy. Oh, so it was very Christmassy? I said pretty Christmassy. Oh, pretty Christmassy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's called Tinsel and Lights. Yeah. That's pretty Christmassy. It is. I if I think that I could probably distill my ratings down yeah. to a um, scale from one to five. Yeah. And this would be a four. Okay, that's Possibly good. four and a half. That's good. That's I, good. I would like to, when I visit... New York at Christmas time someday. Yeah, Not this year maybe next year. Cool. I, I would like to hear this song while walking around. There. Yeah. Not bring it with me and listen to it. Oh. I would like to be hearing it coming from a <laughs> storefront or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that, would, be that would be sort of. I'd stop and go. Life is good. <laughs> I am reminded of. Okay, so this this song, it's interesting. It kind of borrows from an old uh, girl group song. It kind of does. Carol King and Jerry Goffin song, which was called He Hit Me and It Felt Like a Kiss. It's kind of controversial now. Even at the time, I think it was controversial. Yeah. But this song is called The Snowflake Fell and It Felt Like a Kiss, which I think is a great a turnaround l- on that phrase. Yes, it's a lot more pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's by a band called Glass Vegas. And you'll hear a little bit of Scottish in the singer's voice. So let's, uh, let's take a listen to that song.
bryr Från en grevjad kicks mammarende Too much time hobbles doesn't hurt No one can build to kill About my future going nowhere As I stand here all alone And I could wondering where I'm going to
And we're back. That, that was, was fast. That was Las Vegas. Yeah, it's a pretty fast song, I guess. No, it's not, because it's a modern song. It goes on for five minutes. <laughs> but yes, it's um, it's pretty good. It's very Scottish. He certainly puts on the voice. I'll say that for him. So is it Las Vegas like Glasgow? I think yes. so. Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure what the Vegas part of it is, though. Las Vegas. Uh, Glass Vegas. Las oh. Vegas. Yeah. This is why very they never clever. made it in North America. I yes. I don't get it. Las Vegas. Oh, Glass Vegas. That's why they never made a North American. <laughs> yes, once again, a little too dense for that one. My, myself, silly me. But yeah, they did a a Christmas EP that all kind of sounds like that. Like that's kind of their thing. It's similar to like Jesus and Mary Chain or something. Sure, they sort sure. of have one thing that they do, <laughs> and it's more of a it, it. It's a sound more than a song. Yeah, this one. And, uh, but it's very, uh, you know, it's a sound that is their own. It does take off from the, uh, Phil Spector Christmas thing. Uh, and it, it goes somewhere that is <laughs> unique. And that's, uh, what I like about it. Yeah. It's Can good. I say something interesting about this EP? Sure. Um, they recorded it mainly in the United States. Okay. But they also flew to Transylvania for a week and recorded in a citadel. Oh, really? In Transylvania. How odd. Yes. And yet or, sang it in the thickest Glas- Glaswegian accent you could. Interesting. Yeah. For their international band. Yes. They're all over the place. They are. When were they recorded in the States? Uh, those were the days. What, what, what year would it come out? 2008. Yeah, that's oh. another one. I, I think there is a, a regular release of it, but I got it on iTunes. Mm. It also has Fuck You, It's Over, which is exactly... It sounds pretty much like that, only he's singing about, you know, it's over. So, But that's part of Christmas, too. People break up at Christmas, let's face it. Yeah. It's a popular time for breakups. It's a lot of stress on a relationship. It's it's full of stress. Especially when when one of them opens up the presents and it's not what they wanted. Yeah, I had that one time. You know, I made a dress for someone. You made a dress. I made a dress. Yeah, I had help from my mom. Okay, but That's I did make more dress myself. <laughs> no, well, no, I I just thought I'm, I'm going to try to do this because yeah. you know the uh, you know Christmas buying gifts thing is nice, but it's very commercial. Yeah, yeah, and expensive. But, but I can go. I made this, and it want to be amazing. And it had the opposite effect. The, <laughs> the person who got the dress uh, burst into tears and was all upset because it was. Not something I spent money on. Oh, yikes! Imagine that. That was that's a great Christmas memory. <laughs> it, actually, it actually is. So you know, and uh, um, yeah, it's really interesting. It it, it was an inter- It was not what I expected, and that's always interesting. Yeah. It was very much a now this is happening kind of. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is a good. That is a good moment to be in. All right, so let's let's end this let's end this marathon. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mary! Oh, sorry, Mary! I'm just trying to get Again? to the ending, and I, I know I, just I know you say, need to get up at four in the morning to go to Mexico tomorrow. I so. do need to get up at four in the morning to go to Mexico, the most Christmassy place on earth. Yes, yeah, I rate that a one for Christmassiness. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> Wait, but Felice Navidad five for warmth. Okay, yes. So, um, <laughs> uh, so I didn't love this song. You didn't love this song. No, but was it too Scottish for you? No, I like Scotland. What do you don't? Why don't you like Scottish people, Mary? I like. I am Scottish. That's true, you are Scottish. Um, but I did want to say, yeah. very Christmassy. It is very Christmassy. I would rate it a five on my Christmas scale. Wow. I know. Wow. I would say it's 
uh, ties for the most Christmassy song on this album. Oh, okay. Well, I liked it more than you. I did like it. So. Well, it would be perfect at a party where no one's really listening. You'd yeah. go, what's this? <laughs> and then you'd hear it for real later and go, I didn't like it that much. <laughs> but that's, just, I mean, and that that's valid too. Music, I didn't like it that much, but it was interesting. Music well, has many uses. Well, music has many uses. And I, I feel like, you know, like on, even on a mix, if you're like putting the best stuff on there, you're always tempted to put on one that you know is kind of an odd, odd duck because it, it just, it just helps the flow of, of the, the, the mix. I don't know why it just works that way. You know, it's the same with albums. An like, odd duck or a peanut duck. Or a peanut duck. That's right. You know, it, like this is what makes like, you know, you don't like every song on a, on a record, but the ones that you don't like, they just kind of improve it in a weird way. Uh, I don't know why it works Greatest that way. hits albums never sound like albums. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Very, very rare that they even sure. seem like <laughs> yeah. close to being anything but a bunch of songs. Yeah. Even people you like. The yeah. Beatles. You know, yeah, the red and blue album, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's I'd rather like, listen. It's great, but yeah, it's so great. Like once again, you know, endless sunshine makes a desert. It's just something like where it's just so much. You just need that. You need the yellow submarine in there to get things moving. All right, but let's. But I gotta say, David, this this is a weird song to end a CD with. <laughs> well, I thought you liked Emerson Lake and Palmer. You know how I feel about Emerson Lake and Palmer, sir. Uh, about is about what you think about the Nutcracker? Is it on a par with that? I like the Nutcracker. Do I have you? seen it. I don't actually. I don't think I've seen the Nutcracker actually. Oh. No, I no, think I have. We've I think seen I have. it. I know you have, but if oh. I, I think I have seen it. But I, so. I have several different ones on Blu-ray actually. Okay. Okay. Uh, the best one is that one uh, Nutcracker, the motion picture. Okay. They finally put it out on a proper. It wasn't even on DVD. And then they put it out on a kind of cheapo DVD. It was okay, but the Blu-ray is now nice, okay. and the sound is great. So. Okay, well, so but, you, you sort of given it away. This is Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Not Rocker. And not Rocker. Yeah, not... I, I mean, they, they, there's an EP, a CD EP yeah. you can get that has, uh, I believe, in Father Christmas. Sure. Which was originally, Greg Lake did it as a solo thing. Yeah. And then it became, there's an Emerson Lake and Palmer version, which I guess Palmer played sleigh bells or something. <laughs> but the, there's more of an orchestra on the Greg Lake solo one. So mm-hmm. it has those two versions. It has uh, uh, the B side of that single, which was Humbug, which is. A lot of fun. Yeah. Just that's the only lyric in it. Like, Humbug. It's just little tune. And at yeah. one point, a violin starts playing Hava Nagila, and then there's a gong, and it ends. Uh, so, uh, but but this is uh, this was uh, the final track on their uh, Pictures in an Exhibition live album. Okay. And uh, the original by B. Bumble and the Stingers from yeah. the '60s yeah. uh, is is actually better if you just want to listen to. Uh, nut rocker yeah uh you know it's superb but i really like emerson you know this is uh, emerson lake and palmer were a lot more droll at least earlier in their career than they became later they became like, too self-satisfied and serious yeah and stuff but but um yeah i, I could take tarkus but the rest of it is uh well, that, that's where they started getting more serious after that. Are you after ready, Eddie? Church. Are that's you ready, Eddie? That's good stuff. Funny, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Nutrocker, it's great that they did it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and I also like the goofy drum solo. Um, and uh, they're just having a lot of fun <laughs> it with is, it. It is. They're having fun. You're right. It's, You're uh, right. you know, uh, great, great musicians doing something fun. 
Two of them are dead now, so it's just Palmer. Hmm. I feel bad for him. I put it in a lyric. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, it, in the, yeah. It's a real inside Lou and Davis situation, am I right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, well, well, yeah. Have we listened to it yet? Did I play it? Mm, no. No. Oh, okay. Let's, let's play it now. Let's hear it let's now hear that it. we've talked it to death. <laughs> yes. Oh, also, it came out in 1971. Okay, cool. Thanks, dear. Okay, so let's let's hear it.
So that was Nutty. I would say that's a very Nutty song. Uh, yeah, it's a and it's a strange ending. Like it's a I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, they're goofing around. Show's over. <laughs> this this was originally only like available that. as an import album. Mm. Like their first album had come out, and they had done, already recorded a, a live version of this. It came out in England. It was popular as an import, and they finally put it out here. Yeah. But this is to at the end of the big long, you know, pretentious. If you if you look at it that way, and uh, I do. Uh, pictures in an exhibition yeah sweet you know yeah they do this like like hey we're having some fun here sure uh, uh and it's christmasy and it's rocking and it's got no guitars on it so you know <laughs> so there's that no yes. guitars in a song. and it has a lot of fun with it. i think it's march of the nutcrackers is that the song that they're or sorry i can't remember which which uh what little bit of the nutcracker there they're yeah, it is. March the Nutcrackers, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it's fun. It's it's cool. But I think I do prefer the Bee Bumble and the Stingers version, to be honest with you. Well, me too. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, no, it's better in every way. But it's, the fact that it's Emerson, Lake, and Palmer doing it is uh, it's brings its own thing to it. And you like them a lot. I once gave I once gave David a, a Emerson, Lake, and Palmer-related gift, and I, I defaced the front of it Uh not permanently, well, no, but you, just sort you, of... You wrapped it a certain way. Yeah. Which, if you open the box set, it's folded up in... You, you kept it. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. I totally forgot about it until you brought it out a little while ago and reminded me. I was like, wow, that was very clever of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I hit you over the head with it. Wham! <laughs> 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 How dare you insult Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I remember... Um, I, I think I was listening to a song by them... I was kind of going through, like, listening to a bunch of different prog bands, and I, I mentioned that I was listening to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer on Twitter, and you're like, I thought you didn't like them. You know? Yeah. It's like, I don't, I'm, but I'm listening to it anyway. Yeah. It's really painful and long. No, but that, that's what happens, you know. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of this with, with old people who used to be more fanatical about what music they liked or approved of or yeah, whatever. Yeah. They're just starting to listen to everything because it's all just music. And they're going back well, and reappraising sure. stuff. And I'm like, sure. really? really? You have that much time in your life left <laughs> to be doing that? Oh, okay. I was driving. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I do, I, but you know how I am. I, I do. I am sort of that way. Anyway, I do have kind of like this idea that it's all one big you know, kind of level field. But I mean, there's still qual- there's still standards though. But I just mean in terms of like prejudices or, or pre, you know coming to it with like you know oh, the monkeys were a prefabricated band or whatever. Just things of like that. I just think well, are silly. Were. Yeah, they were, but I just think it's a silly. Uh, it's, it's a not. It's a meaningless um, criticism. If that's a criticism of them, it doesn't mean mean, mean anything to me. Yeah. Well, if you were into the Beatles like, at um, the time or even yeah. after, it means you like a lot of different kinds of music. Yeah. Because they did, and they they also brought something to each style they tried out. Yeah. And, so. And, uh, and by the way, everyone, almost every band from LA at that time period were a manufactured band. The Mamas and the Papas. All those groups, the birds. The birds well, were a manufactured band. They were put together by a manager to be well, what studio, they were. Yeah, and studio musicians playing on the albums. Yeah, and, yeah. and the New York bands as well. Yeah. At the time. That's just how that's it is. you did. That's you, what it is, yeah. Well, you guys go out and, and promote this thing on the road while we record it. Yeah, that's and right. You come in for a couple of days and put vocals on yeah. it. Yeah, well, we talked about Richard Goddard because he produced the first Marshall Crenshaw album. And he was the Strange Loves, you know, yeah. like... They didn't want to tour, so they just 
hired a band to tour as the Strange Loves the, oh, to play their songs for them. Yeah, yeah. You know. They all did that. Yeah, it's, it's got crazy. nothing to do with Christmas, but... Well, I know, but that's interesting. It's, it's kind of like Santa. He has many... You know, you go to different malls and they will have different Santas because Santa sends them out. Yeah, that's he, right. He's tired of touring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, um, I just want to stay in the North Pole and record. Yeah, well, he, he, that's right. He's a Brian well, Wilson no, he, of Santa he does, Christmas. He does the actual touring. Yeah. Oh, These guys right. are all just in higher Yeah, they're doing the promotion. Cities. Yeah. yeah is- they get, you know, some, some old guy with a beard gets called in for a mysterious meeting and it turns out Santa wants him to be one of the Santas. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was a Santa... There's a picture of my mom on a, on a very young Santa's lap from uh, <laughs> Woodward's at Guilford in 1976. Oh, really? I was the swing shift Santa. You were the swing shift Santa, <laughs> yeah. huh? And she's my mom's laughing because it's very funny. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I, I'm 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 I know the process. Yeah, you know how it works. Yeah, that's yeah, they tell you. Thanks. Right, you got a letter in the mail. Return address just said North Pole. Uh, don't 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 make fun of this this is real i'm scoffing at his uh not scoffing as as you will see his christmas magic later in life well you know you know christmas what can you say what can you say about everyone well what we can say though is Mm -hmm. that we've reached the end of this first mix yes we have and i just want to um celebrate us for getting through a whole mixtape in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> this one wasn't as long as a normal one. So David, David has divided into two 60-minute halves. So right. it's kind of a... Well, you asked me for that. It's, it's a golden hour of if Christmas you'd music. Ask, yeah, if you'd asked me for six, yeah, 20 of them. I know you could have got twenty. I know, I know. That would have been that would have would have ended up being a whole Christmas year. <laughs> this is our Christmas year. It's well, a year I, of Christmas albums. Well, I do leave my uh, Christmas decorations. Not, I don't have a tree. But yeah. um, there's a little cardboard tree. But I leave the Christmas lights up in my place all year. Hmm. And because I like the quality of light from Christmas <laughs> lights better than some dumb bulb, you know. Um, but uh, And every year it's the same thing, I notice. Uh, uh, the year goes on and around November... People stop commenting on, hey, you leave your Christmas lights on all year? (laughs) So it gets progressively less stupid as the year goes on. And I think we can safely say that of Christmas as well. That's right. It gets progressively less stupid as the year goes on. As the year goes on. That's right. (laughs) All right, everyone. Well, we're going to come back in uh, in a bye week with... In a fortnight. With with our uh, second, with David's second set of Christmas songs. We really hope you enjoyed these songs. I think this is a pretty great collection of songs. And so, yeah, Mary, hmm? sing us out, please. Um, okay, if you want to let us know what you thought about these songs, you can find us on SneakyDragon.com. We've got, like, a forum there on each episode, so you can comment there and participate in the conversation. Um, you can also send us an email at SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. You can also contact us on Twitter at Sneaky underscore Dragon or on Facebook at Sneaky Dragon. Um, and the reason that all of those are Sneaky Dragon is because that is our our father podcast. <laughs> because it's my father's podcast. David Dedrick, Sneaky Dragon. It's um, the PPP, Podcast Proliferation Policy. Yes, yes it is. Yeah. We follow that yeah. very, very closely here we at sure Sneaky do. Dragon. So thank you, Mary. That was all very accurate and factual. Thank you, Father. I do my best. And David, thank you for coming on the show today. And thank you for bringing your Christmas knowledge. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Have fun in Mexico. Oh, I will.
will. I'm going I to. I want to wish you a Mexi Christmas. <laughs> it's going to be my first time going to Mexico. I'm very excited. Christmas. I'm going with uh, 22 members of my partner's family. Oof. That's his Sounds. grandma, his mom, his five sets of aunts and uncles. Yeah. And I think 10 cousins. It sounds like Mary's going to be spending a lot of time in her room. Come eat a dish of Tex-Mex this Christmas. <laughs> and we'll drink and We're only there for a week. Yeah. <laughs> We're only there for a week. I'll be back way before Christmas. Good. I don't, want, I don't need to be gone for Christmas. No, I don't want to be gone for Christmas either. you got to come over and have Christmas breakfast and then Christmas dinner this year. Well, I'm going to stay over on Christmas Eve, of course. Oh, nice. So... All right, because Christmas is all about family. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David. All right, let's wrap it up, and we'll be back in two weeks, everyone. All right, see you in a fortnight. Thank you for joining us. Okay, bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.